Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Swing and a fly ball left center. Harris on the run. He's going to turn and watch that one go. And opposite field homer for Gorman. That's loud and hit to center. Harris on the run. Still going. That ball is gone. 15th home run for Walker. Let's get nasty out of Wednesday. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh. I'm Anthony Stalter. 202 Your Time Check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. I think we all had that one, right? Cardinals crushing the Braves. Um, yeah. Well, let's not go too far. They tried to blow it at the end of the oh, game. Oh, Marsh, come on, man. It's been a long season. They win a game. You're going you're gonna to go that route? The bullpen was like, hold my I'm beer. absolutely <laughs> going to go that route. That's what this team is. You know, Marsh, it's it's like we can't have nice things around you. Marsh, she's angry. Yeah, why? I why are you angry? I am angry. My room was hot last night. I didn't get good sleep. So why well, was it's not the Cardinals' fault. Why was your room hot? Well, I just moved in. I got a lot of stuff in there. The AC wasn't blowing the way I wanted it to, so. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. How do you... He how, said it. How do you want it to blow, Marsh? Very, like, very strongly. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just wasn't consistently. Consistently, yeah. So yeah. AC a, a little spotty for you. A little in bit. In the new house. I mean, it's important. It, it certainly <laughs> is. Yeah. Do you have a fan? No, I need to go get one. Ah, that's the key, right? So there. you have you have so AC. So when it's not blowing the right way, Anthony, you can help it. You got to manufacture it. The AC yeah, works in the house for some reason. My room, it just it's not kicking. Did your roommates give you the crap room? Were you the last one to move in? No, I wasn't, but I do have one of these smaller rooms, are which you is a, fine. I don't really that care. That should cool down quicker, then. Are you above a garage? Hmm. You know what? I might be. Are you below a garage? Not below the garage. Okay. Below the garage, you're, you're all right. You're good. Yeah. yeah. If you're if you're above a garage, I'm, I think I am above the garage. That heat is just, I mean, it, yeah. it's elevated right in your face. So the last house that we lived in, we had one of the bedrooms that was above the garage but it was either extremely hot or extremely cold. Mm-hmm. Like so much so that at one point I walk in, I was like, is this room haunted? Because you walk in, like, you see your breath. Mm. I was like, what is going on around here? But I then can, it'd be like really hot too. I can deal with the cold. Not great. I can deal with the cold. Yeah. Yeah, I got like three blankets. I can throw those on. Yeah. But Yeah, you can't peel your skin off. No, no. you can't do I mean, that. You That'd can. Be I don't advise it. No. Some no. have. Some have. But yeah, let's not. Let's not go that route. Chip Carey on the call last night. We're going to talk to Brad Thompson a little bit later on in the show. We've we've got a lot of interviews lined up, in fact, for today. We've got our guy Jeremy Rutherford at 2.15. We're going to talk to my good buddy Sean Belegian from Detroit about the Lions and whether or not we should be lying, we should be buying into the Lions ahead of tomorrow night's game in Kansas City. Should be. Week one kicks off tomorrow. We've got the game for you right here on 101 ESPN. And uh, Kyle Hebert, our guy from St. Louis City SC, will join us at 3.30. So again, first two hours of the show, plus BT in the 4 o'clock hour, we're, we're kind of locked and loaded with interviews. But last night was another example, guys. First of all, what a, what a performance by Jordan Walker. Dad in the stands, mom's in the stands, grandma's in the stands. 
it's his home. It, you know, it's his it's his homecoming. He he returns to Stone Atlanta. Stone Mountain, Georgia. Anthony, you ever been there? Stone Mountain. I don't think so. I've been there. They've Have got you? Uh, yeah. They've got this uh, this carving in the side of a mountain, and it's like you know. Uh, I think General Lee and all the people way back in the South and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And in the summertime, they do a laser show on the side of Stone Mountain, and it all like moves and stuff. No like, kidding. At night. Yeah, it's really cool. Where you can is walk it? All the way up. Where is it in Georgia? Roughly uh, about thirty-ish minutes outside of like Atlanta, thirty-five. Okay, because yeah. Atlanta, Atlanta is well, Atlanta like massive. North. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Stone Mountain, Georgia. It's beautiful. Okay. Nice. Stone Mountain. You watch things. No, no, that's a different. A yeah, that's different. Marsh. You could, you could. Yeah, yeah. you just oh, yeah. start seeing things uh-huh. on a rock. You're thinking of something else. Jamie's talking. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one's not in Georgia. No, no. But, but Jordan Walker, to your point, before we dive into more of the the stuff, I can tell you from experience, it's not easy to play a game in front of your family. You've done it. Yeah, and now in hockey, it's a little different because. You know, there are one-on-one battles all over the ice and whatnot. But you can go out there, run around, have a few hits, and you know, a couple of good tape-to-tape passes, a couple of good clearance. Absolutely. And uh, mom and dad are pretty happy. Got that right out of the zone there, kid. Nice job. Nice job, son. Mm -hmm. Good icing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But uh, it's a little different in baseball, I imagine. I mean, I remember the first time my parents watched me in the NHL. I got my nose broken by Jerry Fleming, who was 6'6", cross-checked me across the nose, and Mm. we had a little scrap. And there was blood all over my face. I had cotton tubes up my nose for the rest of the game. Nice. That was fun. Grandma loved it. <laughs> but Jordan Walker didn't have to deal with that last night. No, not no, at all. No, he just had to deal with some pitching from the Braves. Yeah. And uh, apparently it wasn't challenging enough for him. I, I guess not. It, neither him nor Nolan Gorman, who we'll get to in a second. But Walker doubled to first in the second inning to, to plate Nolan Arenado. What a slide, too, by Nolan to get his hand in. As as he's about to get tagged, you know he kind of, you know mid, midway oh, through yeah. the slide, mm-hmm. he moves his left hand, gets gets the right one in on the plate. Nice job, veteran mm-hmm. veteran slide there from Nolan Arenado. I was more impressed with Tyler O'Neill's slide when he took second base. Yeah, you know he homered last night. Marsh. He did. He homered last night. That I'm was that was a tater from from Ton. Oh yeah, everybody was hitting the ball last night. Cert- certainly against the Braves team that again. Best in baseball. Mm-hmm. Walker then homered. He singled in the sixth as well before ground grounding out to seven. So he didn't want it bad enough, I guess. He didn't want the four for four bad enough last night, guys. But a pretty decent night for Jordan Walker. Three for four, three runs scored. He had the home run and, and two two RBI. Nolan Art Nolan Gorman, two hits, both home runs. Absolutely crushed. One in the ninth, four hundred and three feet. Absolutely crushed one in the third, 426 feet to score to score uh, Goldschmidt. But this has been largely a season chock full of negatives. The one positive, or one of the few positives, I would say, is that your young core. I'm not. I'm not talking about Goldschmidt. I'm not even talking necessarily about Arenado, though he's part of your core, obviously. I'm talking about the young guys, Nolan Gorman. Heads into the winter last last year, heads into the offseason with a lot of things to work on. He, he emerges in spring training, takes off, has a brilliant spring training. It carries into the regular season, and he winds up having an outstanding sophomore season. Jordan Walker, at 20 years old, makes the big league squad, has that hit, that, you know, 13 game hit streak early on, 14, I can't remember what the exact number. 
Winds it was up, just enough to get him sent down, Anthony. Yeah, certainly. Winds <laughs> up going going to Memphis for for a little while. Comes back up, and he is having an outstanding season at 21 years old. Gorman Walker. I know Win went 0 for 4 last night, but nice play up the middle last night to get out of the one inning. He he ranges all the way to his left. Winds up throwing an absolute rocket to Goldschmidt at first to get out of that inning when the Braves are starting to chip away again. This young core for the Cardinals, offensively, is something that you can build build on and something you can look forward to next year. You got it. Obviously, the pitching that that whole conversation we've had sure that would conversation. Be nice to have one of those young core as a pitcher, though, wouldn't it? We've had the conversation about the pitching. Nothing changes there. But if you cast, if you just push that aside for a second, you got to be you got to be fired up about this young core. I don't think I don't think you can't be honestly. The Cardinals have talked about Gorman and Walker and Wynn, for that matter, at nauseum over the last couple of years. And you're seeing their talents come to fruition. Now, Nolan Gorman, for for all intents and purposes, last year, he wasn't with the big club the whole year, and he struggled high in the strike zone. The high heater eluded him quite a bit. Mm. But he still had 14 home runs last year. He had another 17 or 19 or whatever in in Memphis at the time, but still 14 dingers. You knew the kid had power. Yeah. He reeled in his game in the offseason. He shrunk his own strike zone a little bit, and he's not getting caught swinging at the high heaters as often. And that's translating into a lot of raw power on a more consistent basis. Yep. Jordan Walker, I don't know if anybody really had him penciled in to be on the roster for most of the season. He hadn't even played a game of AAA baseball yet. He broke camp with the big club, went on that tear at the start of the season of consecutive games with um, with hits. Now he's touching seats on a more regular basis. So you're seeing that both of those guys hit the snot out of the ball. They're big, strong guys, not just Pete Alonzo in, in MLB <laughs> anymore. We got a couple here mm-hmm. in St. Louis. And Jamie, you are so right. Thank you, Janet. Thank you for recognizing. It's always good to hear your voice on a sunny day. But you also have Mason Wynn, who's probably not touching seats right now for a while. Like That's not going to be his game. He just needs to put the ball in play and let his speed do the work and let his defense play. But I'm excited about these three young guys in particular that the Cardinals have. That's Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. We're going to talk a little Blues hockey next with our guy Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic. We'll check in with with him, see what he's got uh, cooking. And after reading the the piece from uh, JR about Colton Pareko. Maybe we'll kind of circle back because he was releasing that article last week when we had him on. Again, maybe we'll circle back about that. We also have a question for you. I heard BK and Tanner ask John Denton of MLB.com about whether or not the Cardinals should sign Jordan Walker and or Nolan Gorman to contract extensions. We've seen the Braves do this. We saw them do this last year with Michael Harris Jr., he had, a, he had a good half a season. They're like, all right, we're going to lock this kid up. Would if, if Walker was willing and Gorman was willing, would you do it with one of those guys? Would you sign him into an extension? Leave us, leave us a mic drop. Yeah, leave us a mic drop on this, and we'll, we'll revisit this at some point during the show. Or are you in the camp of like, no, no, let's just have them keep doing what they're doing, young cost control players. Let's not, let's not, breathe, let's not go down that route as of right now. JR next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. 
It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. It's a fast lane on 101 ESPN with former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. Joining us right now via the 101 ESPN celebrity line is our guy Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic, where you can follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. What's up, JR? Okay, Pasa Mi Amigos. How you guys doing? We're doing great, man. How about you? Good, good. Yeah, get ready for the season here. JR, what? Uh, give us a little update right now. Where are we at uh, training camp? When does it officially open for the Blues? And um, have you heard any rumblings at all surrounding the team, or have you talked to any of the players recently? So, Riv, uh, every year uh, I, I say that the season begins when we pop that first beer, and don't we have uh, Blues and Brews coming up here on the 22nd? So that'll be the official. That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Blues actually announced yeah. some players going out there. we got Bennington, Thomas, new guy Kevin Hayes, Braden Shen, Colton Pareko, Craig Berube, Jamie Rivers. There'll be a lot of people there. <laughs> Stars Name are coming out Name that dropper. night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Rivers is coming too. Well, <laughs> on a good night. <laughs> yeah. So, no, we're looking at uh, training camp uh, to, ready to start about the third week of uh, September. The Blues uh, each year, you know, kind of hang on a little bit for to release that date. Uh, but we're looking at third week of September and probably should get an official announcement of that first day on practice. You know they do the, the media content day and all that stuff before they're actually on the ice. But third week of September, so you got Blues and Brews. Also, you have uh, the, the, the Blues are going to be at the Cardinal game. I believe it's September 15th. Kevin Hayes, the newcomer, is going to throw out the first pitch and be exciting uh, to kind of see the, the new faces this year. And, and then we'll get into camp. So in terms of rumblings, you know, nothing. I've been out to Centene just the one time talking to Colton Preco, uh, but uh, nothing new until we start going out there on an everyday basis. JR, you bring up Colton Pareko. You had that piece come out in The Athletic last week uh, regarding Colton Pareko. What, what is the feedback that you've gotten from Blues fans or some of your readers when they, you know, when they dove into the article and read what Colton Pareko had said about you know, the fan base here and being a Blue, he wants to be a Blue for the rest of his career, all that stuff. What's some of the reactions? Yeah, well, let me uh, take you behind the scenes here a little bit. Uh, Riv, you know, I says I sat down with Colton Pareko. You know, we kind of had a chat before the interview started, and, and I said, hey, listen, um, way back when, and we're talk- we'll go back to your days, Riv, and Keith Kachuk, Dallas Drake, Doug Waite, you know, as a reporter, you had the chance to go sit in the locker stall next to the guy for 20 minutes. They'd hang out and, you know, just shoot the bull with you. And, you know, that's kind of gone. Like, you don't have that as much. Uh, today, it's kind of in and out, go to the podium. And, and I really haven't had a chance to sit down and have an in-depth conversation with Colton Preco in a long time. And in the course of that time, you know, I've written some things about, you know, good candidate to trade. What's his ceiling? Is he a true number one? You know, rumblings about him on the move. And then you don't know how the player feels about any of that stuff. You don't know who reads, who doesn't read. So I took five or ten minutes to have a conversation with Coltman and just say, hey, listen, you know, I've written some things, and you know, guilty as charged on, on some of the criticism here. And he said, hey, no big deal. That's, that's part of it. And then we just kind of had an open conversation about you know, how he's played, particularly last year, and what his role is, and then how he sees things. And i got to tell you, every question I asked about that, he answered perfectly. You know, he said that you, know, you don't really play – uh, you think about being better for the fans. You just think about yourself being better as a player. And then with that, with your performance, you know, maybe the fans will, will see that, uh, you know, you can handle yourself. So 
Every opportunity he talked about, it was about hitting the reset button and being a better player for next year. Hey, JR, building off of what you just said about Colton Pareko, I, I look at that defensive, the top four for, for the Blues, and I don't see any sort of individual rebound. I see almost the group either rebounding or not. Is that fair to kind of put the entire top four into one category and say they're either going to rebound and regroup as as that as as a top four, uh, or they're not? And then Doug Armstrong's got a lot of decisions to be made, uh, maybe heading into the trade deadline. Yeah, no, I can see where you're coming from. I guess in order to have the the growth and the the progress, the bounce back year as a group, they're probably all going to have to be individually better than they were last year for that to be possible. So a little bit of a, a catch-22. You know, can they be successful if you have a Colton Preco who has a great comeback year, but they don't get it from a Letty, a Krug, so on and so forth? You don't know. So, you know, I think like Colton Preco said in the piece when I asked him, hey, what's the true definition of a number one defenseman when you think about an Alex Petrangelo or somebody like that? He said, you know, we don't necessarily have that here. We have a guy who can do the PK, Tory Krug, you know, a guy that can play big minutes like myself against the other team's top line, Colton Pareko. Uh, you know, he felt that Nick Letty is one of the better skaters in the league and can handle his own. So he said incrementally he feels like uh, they can piece it together a good top four. We did not see that last year. There's going to have to be better performance by all four of these guys. But I think, you know, to get back to your question, you know, a couple of these guys have to have much, much better years. Like, I don't think this defense is going to get the job done if at least two of these guys just don't uh, come back and and turn in like comeback player of the year award players for the blues jr the daily Faceoff had a little ranking out of every nhl team's prospect pool and they list the st louis blues uh, not terribly far down the list but nonetheless still at 16th in the nhl they give them a b overall um, I saw two teams ahead of them from the Central Division on this list. But, you know, what? what's your opinion on where they stand now with the prospect pool with the players that they've, able, that they've been able to pick up here in the last two years via the draft? Yeah, first of all, i got to keep you reading The Athletic instead of The Daily Faceoff. <laughs> no, we'll work on that. <laughs> no, I I'm told him, JR. Yeah. The, guy, the guy won't listen. You know him. Well, I like to he read everything, listen. Anthony. Yeah. no, Anthony's that's just that's jealous because uh, he can't read. That's that true. yeah. I used to every every time Kelly Chase told me good article, I used to say who read it to you. So that's a great wow. point. It's a great point. Crap. But Valid. no, I think that ranking is somewhere right around where the athletic had them, sixteen or eighteen, just a couple of weeks ago. So I think right in that same spot. You know, the Blues because of uh, them being a contending team and trading some first round picks away over the years, uh, they were always in that twenty five, twenty six range. They were also promoting guys. Uh, to the NHL and, and playing them at the same time when you go way back to the Oshies, Berglunds, Bronze. So I think now that you have a situation where not only have they did they have three first-round picks this year, but they're landing on some of these picks. They're doing a really good job, Tony Feltran and his staff. So I think that what you see on the horizon with Adalibor, Dvorsky, uh, with some of these younger players that they have coming in to uh, both prospect camp and some of them would be coming into training camp too, uh, I, I think it does look good. So yeah, I think you ask any prospect guru where do the Blues rank, nobody's going to say top 10, but I think that's just because that retool and, and this kind of change just started happening last year. So uh, I think the Blues probably that's the highest they want to go in terms of prospect rankings because if you uh, climb any higher than the middle of the ranks, then 
it's probably because you, you struggled for another year or two. So this is about as high as you want to go, but I think it's it's looking pretty good right now. JR, speaking of the athletic, before we let you go, what are you working on? Yeah, so we had the piece today, uh, NHL players' favorite uh, cheap foods, and I was going to ask Griv uh, what his was. I know we might have touched on it a couple weeks ago, but some good uh, some good uh, things were brought up in the article. I think Brendan Dillon from Winnipeg said he's an Oreo cookie guy. He can do a milkshake up there in Vancouver in the off season. He said he could pound a, a box of Oreos in one sitting. So there's a wow. bunch. I think we got 20, 21 players to submit their favorite off season cheat meal. And Riv, I was going to ask you what yours is. Uh, currently, or when I was a player. Well, let's go back to the playing days. Yeah, uh, probably a case of Budweiser. I was about to say, is, does alcohol count <laughs> as a I don't really know meal? if we uh, had cheat meals. It was basically, cause I'll tell you this, JR. I remember my, my very first NHL training camp ever here in St. Louis. Uh-huh. And it was at the old Brentwood ice rink. And we went out there, we practiced, had you know, the bag skate, because the coaches always did that, because some guys didn't even skate at all in the summer at that point. And following the practice, Brett Hall, Kelly Chase, Brendan Shanahan, Curtis Joseph, bunch of the dudes, Garth Butcher, were like, hey, kid, you coming to lunch? I said, sure, I'm going to lunch. We went to the train wreck right there on Manchester. We ate wings and pounded beers until I don't even know what time of day it was. And then we showed up for camp the next day again. So uh, things were a little different back then, JR. <laughs> now guys are talking about cheating, yeah. getting a milkshake in. Ooh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, hey, it doesn't fall far from the tree because uh, we interviewed Matthew and Brady for this story, and and Matthew said uh, that he goes with OB's Dirty Wings, OB Clark's Dirty oh, Wings. Yeah. And, he, and, uh, and Brady dropped the uh, bacon, cheese, egg and cheese sandwich from Old Warson Country Club. So they're, oh, yeah. they're getting that. Uh, Shout out to St. Louis here. So. I think that's healthy. I mean, I th- I'm actually, yeah. I mean, it's a good source of protein with yeah. the wings and the eggs. Sure. I mean, come on. But yeah, the- check it out if you hadn't. There's a lot of stuff in there. And, you know, it's funny that we said that if we did a uh, cheat meal for sports writers, that's that's every day. So Yeah, we'd almost have to talk about, like, what's the one thing that you eat healthy? <laughs> the cheat meal would be, like, vegetables. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, your body. What's the thing that your body doesn't recognize? You know, like uh, uh, yeah, fruits and vegetables. <laughs> JR, be good, man. We'll talk to you again next week. All right. Thanks, boys. See you, buddy. Jeremy Rutherford at JP Rutherford. <laughs> he mentioned Blues and Brews. Join us, 101 ESPN and Bud Light, for Blues and Brews Friday evening, September 22nd at the Anheuser-Busch Brewery. Get fired up for the Blues season at this outdoor street party featuring live music from country music star Chris Lane and local blues musician Marquise Knox, plus appearances by Blues players, Jamie. Yeah, we got Bennington, Thomas, Shen, Falk, Kevin Hayes, Craig Berube. There'll be alumni guys oh, no. there as well. Be a lot of fun. Let's be uh, this this event's going to be incredible. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've done something similar the last couple of years. Nothing nothing to this extent. I mean, this 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 is going to be fantastic, but it's always a lot of fun. So appearances, again, by Blues players, alumni, food trucks, Blues merch, 101 ESPN giveaways, and much more. Tickets are now on sale. So visit 101ESPN.com for additional event details and purchase your tickets for Blues and Brews on September 22nd. Lineup game next on 101 ESPN. Warm weather means homework for homeowners. 
If your homework means a new deck, turn to the deck experts at Hackman Lumber. Browse the largest inventory of decking materials and deck accessories in Missouri at Hackman Lumber Company. Talk with their experts about treated lumber, cedar, timber tech, trex, evergreen, and azek to find the best deck for you. Check out endless choices of railings, balusters, and LED deck lighting options. Hackman Lumber Company will not be undersold on in-stock decking materials guaranteed. You can choose to do it yourself with Hackman's expert advice, or they can recommend reputable contractors to do the work for you. Hackman Lumber St. Peter's is your go-to place for a huge selection of quality bedding plants, perennials, and hanging beds. They also carry topsoil and potting mix for your gardening needs. Come visit all Hackman Lumber showrooms in St. Charles, Pacific, and Troy, Missouri, or online at hackmanstl.com. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time to play a lineup game here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN as the Cardinals and Braves continue their series at Truist Park in Atlanta tonight. A little bit tougher assignment for the Cardinals. Why? Because Spencer Strider's on the mound. Uh, he'll get his too. Maybe. Last four starts, he's basically been unhittable, Jamie. Unhittable. So- it's time. He's, He's due. due. Yeah. 620 start. Dakota Hudson takes the hill for the Cardinals. Spencer Strider, a right-hander, Jamie. Yep. RHP. I, I don't see any reason why Ollie would screw all this up at this point. Do you? Right-handed pitcher, right-handed pitcher yesterday. It's got to be the old pepper grinder. Show us Lars. Note bar. One, two, three, four. I'm grinding. I'm grinding. I think you follow that right away with Paul Goldschmidt. Show us the gold. Gold! Rich with gold. Gold! Did our guy yesterday take Newt for beat the streak? Um, I can't remember. Yes, he did. So he, because didn't Newt go 0 for 5? I know Ronald Acuna went 0 for Gopher. How'd that work out? Not well for me. Hmm. I'll be starting over tonight. So Matt Olson if, got his RBI. Yeah, he did. Look at him. <laughs> Just an absolute juggernaut, Matt Olson. Speaking right. of juggernaut, I think this guy stays the same, don't you? What did he do last night? <laughs> Just damage. We'll say that's it. Oh, Jim, this is your guy. Go this for it. my guy. Stormin' Nolan Gorman. There's a storm coming, Ari. Jamie, if I could. Yo, please do. Show us Nolan Ornato. Nolan is a security guard at the Lumberyard. All right, is this we going right back to the Big Willie? I think so. I mean, who wouldn't, right? He scored 10 runs last night. Might as well. I would. Go for it, Anthony. Show us that Big Willie. This one goes out to all the Big Willies. Wilson, are you naked? No, Tim, I'm wearing a hat. All right. Well, this last night was uh, Tyler O'Neill, who also had the ding-dong Johnson. Yeah, I don't think he changed it. I think you go right back with Canadian bacon. Show us Tyler O'Neill. What a shame. Oh, does Jordan Walker get elevated after that monster game? Yes. Does he just flip-flop those two? Absolutely. All right, show us that walk it like it's hot. You are so wrong. Oh, we got to get them off their feet, do we? Burleson. 
Gotta be. Tyler O'Neill, can't play more than one row. So that's my bad. I that's should, true. I yeah. should recognize that. Mm-hmm. Well, he had that tough slide. I know I was... He did. Sort of... How much conflict... Being snarky. ...was going through his sort mind? Hey, how much conflict going through Tyler O'Neill's brain at that moment? Oh, he did, did. his mind was a pretzel. Yeah. I mean, his I arm got... Do I not slide? He was uh, terrified. Do I risk it? Do I try hard? Do I not? They yeah. didn't even throw down. Nah. Didn't even throw it. Huh. Either way. His mind was I mean, gymnastic, utter gymnastics, mm. thinking about whether or not to slide. I like that he's taking bases. He has the speed. I feel like no he should be kidding. stealing more bases. He should. He's one of the fastest guys in all of Major League Baseball. In ever, Bob. Fr- almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe not, but still very fast. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we said... This is Burley. Yeah, all right. Give me that big Burley. Some lefty-on-lefty magic from a guy like Nolan Gorman who's hitting near you in the lineup. What? What? <laughs> this is so great. What? Okay, okay now, now where the hell Walker. do we go? Do you think it's Walker, Walker now? Absolutely. Yeah, we're walking out like it's hot. Please do. Show Walk us. It like it's hot. Walk it like it's hot. That was a premature celebration, Andrew. Although, he is a younger guy. So, yeah, that's fine. Wow. Okay. I was just excited. I know. It All right, happens. I'm excited. Sometimes when you're excited, it just happens. All yeah. right, I'm excited. Don't blame yourself. No. Happens to. No, you guys are like, let's walk it like it's hot. I'm like, all like right, you. let's do it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that's on me, though. Young guy like him, bounce back right away. He'll have plenty of chances. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. No downtime for him. I might even, you know, get excited later in the show you and I'll be get ready to bounce right back. right away again. Who yeah. knows? Absolutely. It's a gift. It is. To be that excited. Mm-hmm. Keeps on giving. Mm-hmm. All right. Tommy Edmund here. Uh, please. Show us Tommy Edmund. Tommy likey. Tommy want wingy. Gotta be all win, 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 no? Damn right it does. Show me that winning shortstop. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Wow. Okay. Run it, Marsh. Wait, before we run it, Mm. Atlanta isn't turf, is it? No. Okay, just wondering. Hmm. No reason. All right, leading off in left field, Lars, Tanner Tatsui, Newt Bar. Batting second, first baseman Paul Goldschmidt. Batting third, second baseman Nolan Gorman. Your cleanup hitter, third baseman Nolan Arnado. Batting fifth, catching Wilson Contreras. Batting sixth, the DH Alec Burleson. Batting seventh in right field, Jordan Walker. Batting eighth, center fielder Tommy Edmond. And batting ninth, the shortstop Mason Wynn. <laughs> Back, 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 back. Stay fair! Go fair! Go fair! Go fair! Go fair! I don't believe what I just saw! Home run! Okay. Jamie, you nearly had one last night. Tyler O'Neill got in the way. Or else you would have had one. Yeah, now he's hurt again. I mean, he's not playing. My bad. I shouldn't assume things. Mm. What? Go ahead, Jamie. (laughs) I'm going right back to the well. Spencer Strider on the bump. I think he's going to make a mistake right away. He's going to be too cocky. He's been way too good for this entire <laughs> league. How dare he challenge the Cardinals? Freaking Cy Young candidate. And their left-handed bombzilla. Nolan Gorman, please. Okay, Marsh. I... I'm going to go with Lars Newtbar. I think he's going to bounce back after last night's game. Spencer Strider, high fastball inside. Newt's going to come around and smoke one down the line. Right field line and hit a home run. Okay. I'm going to go with Nolan Arnauto. He's going to hit a laser beam. 
knock somebody out probably in that the bleachers out in left field. Sharks with freaking laser beams. Yeah. All Fire right. the laser. There you have it. There's your lineup game. There's your home run derby for tonight's game. Cardinals and Braves. Guys, true or not, texture troll on this one from the 636. And uh, the text line's usually always right. Said apparently O'Neill complained about the muddiness of the field yesterday after the game. No. I didn't hear it, but I did, that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Come on. Uh, no way. Mm. I don't know. It's a text line, guys. Yeah. It's gospel. The muddiness. Yeah. What? I didn't see any mud. Did you guys? I didn't either, but that doesn't mean that he didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Do they think maybe in between innings they took the sprinklers out there oh, someone's, and was it's watering been confirmed. the dirt? It's been confirmed. Text line's like, yes, he did. He did. Well, that explains things. Hmm. Okay. Hey, let's hand out some Guns N' Roses tickets, shall we? You have an opportunity to see Guns N' Roses this Saturday night at Bush Stadium. That's right. We got your chance right now. Tickets for the show are now on sale, and you can get four select tickets to see Guns N' Roses with special guests, The Pretenders, for just $90. That's it. Just $90. Get your tickets now at cardinals.com slash Guns N' Roses or text in. 314-399-9646 for your chance to win free tickets to the show. Here's your question for today. Where did Axel Rose grow up? What state did Axel Rose grow up? This one's tricky. You wouldn't uh Confusion. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But we're looking for one of the fifty states. Oh, well you gotta mm-hmm. be you gotta clarify. Yep. Anthony. Sorry. Yeah, not the mental state, just yeah. talking about yeah, an actual state. Okay. One of the fifty. Right. Here in America. My, mm-hmm. uh, confusion was first, inebriation was second. Yeah, that's. I mean, either way. Yeah, good call on that. So if you, if you have the I'm correct answer, Maine, though. if you have the correct answer, I'll give you a hint. It's not Maine. What? If you have the correct answer, text in. If you're the 101st taxer, 314-399-9646, you're going to go see Guns N' Roses this Saturday. What's your favorite Guns N' Roses Stadium. song, Anthony? Uh, Rocket Queen. What? Is that even a song of theirs? Yes. What does it go like? Sing a little bit for me. No, I can't do that. Yeah. Why? If it's such a good song, you should be able to sing it. It's outstanding. Marshall, pull it up. A Rocket Queen? Yeah, Rocket Queen. Are we even talking music anymore? It's an outstanding song. Marshy, what's your favorite Guns N' Roses song? Mm, probably Sweet Child of Mine. Sweet Child O of Mine. Can't go wrong with that. No. Can't go wrong with November Rain. Can't go wrong with Welcome to so the Jungle. If you have a Great Guns song. N' Roses song that's like a workout song and one that's like a mellow song, mm-hmm. I think... Paradise City for me mm. for like take me down to the paradise, paradise city. Like, girl, and then the remake of Bob Dylan's Knocking on Heaven's Door. That one's excellent. That one, mm. my knock, friend. Yeah, eighteen hour bus ride, and you're listening and you're looking out the window and do you feel like there's no hope at all for anything, <laughs> Anthony? That's when you listen to that. That one. is a great cover. I'll give you that. Yep. Yeah. Check right. out Rocket Queen. You're going to love it. I just Googled it. It says, it's like, sorry, we don't have anything. You can also find a bonus chance to win tickets at 101ESPN.com or your 101 ESPN mobile app. Sports Six Pack. Oh, we probably shouldn't do the Sports Six Six Pack right now. We're just handing out some tickets. So why don't we play Are You Sold next on 101ESPN? We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
Congratulations to Jim, who won the Guns N' Roses tickets. He's going to go see him on Saturday night at Bush Stadium on us here at 101ESPN.com. Such a big concert. We're giving away another set of tickets. When? Later on in the show. Oh, better stay tuned. So we asked a question last segment, and Jim Jim nailed it. It uh, was, where did Axl Rose grow up? Which, which state did he grow up? Correct answer is Indiana. He grew up in Indiana, Lafayette, Indiana. Now, if you also answered confusion, you were in the running. You were in the running. <laughs> <laughs> you also needed to be the, you're the 101st texter. And you would have answered confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we do have another set of tickets to give away for Guns N' Roses. Just stay right here in the fast lane on 101 ESPN. By the way, breaking news, 49ers and Nick Bosa have agreed to a five-year, $170 million deal. 122 and a half of it is guaranteed. 122 and a half million guaranteed, according to ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter. Highest paid defensive player in NFL history now. I'm just wondering, I mean, look, inflation's up. How is Nick Bosa going to make ends meet? You got boat payments, you got boat insurance, you've got yacht, well, yacht insurance. Yeah. Uh, you got to pay your staff, so you yeah. got to keep it clean, um, you got to pay your agent, got to pay the cable. I mean, you're internet, talking about a, a mansion. Phone. A mansion, so. Think about how much internet's being used in that mansion. Honestly, I feel bad for him. What does he make it? One or two years with that number of money? Then he's going to be out Home Depot, right? Getting a job? Year and a half. Okay. Yeah. Then he'll work in the uh, lumber yard. Yeah. With Nolan. They, they, <laughs> they can. Um, it's a good job for him. He's got that raw power. Yeah. Carry a lot of lumber. Oh, yeah. Kid knows what he's doing. So good call on that, job. God, he's a good player. Good for him. Man, they made it kind of close, didn't they? There All was right. never any doubt. Come on. I didn't think so, There's but... Any doubt. He'll be in the lineup on Sunday, too. Like, Just go kill the quarterback. That's your job. By the way, Chris <laughs> Jones also hopes... He's, he's still open for a new deal, but he could play tomorrow night. Well, Chris Jones, what's going to happen here, everything's going to fall into place mm-hmm. because of the Nick Bosa deal that the Chiefs just go, listen, you're not Nick Bosa. You're good, but you're not Nick Bosa. I mean, yeah. let's be honest, right? It's like in any other sport. They can't pay him. They can't pay him that, anyways. You're good, but you're not Mike Trout. You're right. good, but you're not Shohei Otani. You're good, but you're not Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Right? Like Nick Bosa is the best defensive player in the NFL, I think. Yeah, Chris Jones is right there, though. I know. So you're good, Different but you're position, not quite him. Yeah. I think it helps. There's one. You're trying to help the Chiefs, Anthony. What do you have? What's your problem? Are you trying to help the Chiefs, huh? Yeah. Who are you rooting for tomorrow night there, Lion fan? The Lions. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> the Chiefs need all the help they can get. They're not without Travis Kelsey, too. In, in about 10 minutes, we're going to talk to somebody that's going to tell us whether or not we should be all in on the Lions. Jamie already is, but well, let's play Are You Sold? Marsh, what do you got for us? All right, guys. So, Mizzou Football on Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it these days. They tweeted out, next week's game versus K-State is officially sold out thanks to the best fans in the country. It is a first sellout since October 12th of 2019. And a homecoming win over Ole Miss. That's thanks to Power Mizzou. Are you guys sold on this being the most hyped season for Mizzou football, uh, in my opinion, since the Chase Daniel days? Why? I'll give it the most hyped under Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, otherwise, I can't. I, I, I still don't know what we're hyped about. I can't. Well, we're not hyped. I think Mizzou fans are I mean, hyped. we beat San Diego State. Ooh, let's order the rings. You didn't even beat San Diego State. You beat no. South Dakota. South Dakota. Yeah, yeah. South Dakota San Diego State, State would have been. Yeah, sorry. 
I had the uh, mm-hmm. the SD and, and it's all good. Head trauma is real. It's Anthony. Jamie. That's why we're here. Really that's why like Marsh and I. Fun that, no, that's why Marsh and I are here. Okay. Hey, I'm not. I'm not one to make fun of getting names incorrect. Jamie, you're in a safe place. Okay. Am I? Though? You're in a safe place. Hmm. Anyways, no, I can, I don't think that they're this season is any more hyped than it was when they were coming off the SEC championship appearance against Auburn. Mm-hmm. But what are we hyped about this year? Like, someone help me. What are we hyped We hi- are not hyped yeah, as much the as the fans of us are hyped. hyped. Marcia, I didn't mean, like, you, me, and Anthony. I, I was including all of the, yeah. the fans. Like, what are they so hyped about? Like, what is there to be hyped about? You, keep, you still don't really know who the hell your quarterback truly is. You don't know if Eli Drinkwitz's offense is actually going to play in the SEC. Like, what are they hyped about? I get what you're saying, and I completely agree with what you're saying. I, I think they're like hyped. if there was something to be hyped about, I'd be like, I'm well, all the Mizzou in. fans. They always, they're, I mean, they're, they're always okay. excited as you should be. Let, let's view it from their perspective. Hundred percent. Okay. This is year what four for Drink. He he has recruited very well, mm-hmm. especially for where the program is. He has recruited well. You've got a lot of exciting skill position players led by Luther Burden. Defense. Should be very good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think Mizzou fans should be excited. I like the fact that they're happy and they believe in the team, and that's great. They're coming off a big first victory, but I just don't understand the hype train. Yeah, uh, yet you and you and me both. All brother. right, but I think you know the stadium being sold out speaks for itself. Hey, though, that's that these fans are yeah, ready. Good. For the year to, it's wonderful. Sort I love get that going. crap. I do. I mean, I've been. To, I do. I love. You know what? I don't care. I played for some bad teams in my day, Anthony. They're not always that bad when you sell. You sell out. Your fans are into it. Into it. The college kids are partying and doing their thing. Like no doubt. Yes. Yeah. To all that, I love that. Thumbs you, up. Thumbs up. Uh, are that you sold? This answer. is from the Air Comfort Service tax line. Are you sold on Tommy Edmond as the best center field? A center fielder on the roster as of right now yeah who's who's better a couple of great catches again last night who's our guy down in memphis victor <laughs> scott is he in memphis yet he's or is he in, still in springfield i, I think he's in springfield. springfield he is anthony well you have to badmouth the kid <laughs> come on you trying to you? See, what are you trying to do here heck? anthony answered your question <laughs> Now I'm against the kid? This is not like a safe that. space anymore. See, you just admitted it. All right. Anyways. Yeah, he's yeah, your he best is. center fielder right now. Yeah. All right. We're Maybe we'll do this and a little bit And probably your best second baseman. <laughs> <laughs> right, fielder. Yeah. Uh, Sean Belegian, my good buddy from Detroit, is going to join us. He uh, is boy. He has covered, he has covered the Lions for a very long time. Uh, he, he used to call, I don't know if he still does, he used to call Detroit Lions fans slappies. Slappies. Don't tell us why. I want him to tell us why. All right. Should we, should we buy into the Lions? We talked to Adam Teicher yesterday from KC. He covers the Chiefs. Now we're going to get the Lions' perspective ahead of tomorrow night's game. Better buy in. Dan Campbell's going to visit your room in nightmares. Next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN with former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalter. 301. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. We're not quite 24 hours away from kickoff of uh, the NFL season, but it's going to be a great one tomorrow night at Arrowhead Stadium as the Lions, the much-hyped Lions, take on the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Joining us right now via our celebrity line is my good buddy Sean Belegian. When uh, when I first got into radio, I worked with Sean, who's one of the best dudes in radio. Works for WJR in Detroit and hosts the uh, the night show for them, and has covered the lines for a long time. Shawnee B, how are you? Hey, pleasure to chat with you again, my friend. Uh, thanks for having me, fellas. All right, Sean. Before we get into the Lions talk, which I'm really excited to talk about the Lions because my guy Dan Campbell just love the guy. How are uh, how are our Red Wings looking up there this year? I mean, Stevie Iserman's got the Iser plan going. Are we believing or not? Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because take a look at this division. I mean, this division is just an absolute bear. You know, I know Boston lost. Uh, some key parts, but I, I mean, they're still going to be outstanding. Tampa isn't going anywhere. Toronto, I mean, God forbid Toronto actually shows something beyond the first round. I mean, they, they look so good. And then you've got Florida. Montreal is going to be better. So, I mean, this division is is going to be tough. In playoffs, maybe, you know, I, I, I think bringing in a guy like Debrinkit, I had a chance to see him in junior the kid scores. I mean, that's what he does. And, you know, you're talking about a player now that 15, 20 years ago, guys like Caulfield, guys like Debrinket weren't going to be able to get their, their, their goals. I mean, just the way the game was played. But now you're watching these smaller snipers, you know, really make a good living in this league and just pump the net full of goals. So it's it's intriguing. The team's going to be better but so is the whole division. It, it's. I think the Atlantic this year is really going to be a division to watch because, you know, like I said, everybody's still right there. Montreal's going to be better. Detroit's going to be better. Ottawa, Buffalo were this close last year. Going to be very interesting this year. Well, you know what else is going to be interesting is the fact that Detroit's going to have the Red Wings that are going to be a better team, and now the Lions that last year was – was quite a year for the Lions. What can we expect this year? Because there's been a lot of hype surrounding the Lions. Anthony, some days he believes, some days he doesn't. <laughs> not sure where his head's at completely. I'm a believer. I adopted the Lions last year. They're my my youngest now of all the teams that I support. Uh, what are we looking at here for as far as a record for this team, maybe? Or do they have a chance to win the division? You know, I, I think the division is there for the taking. And that that's I think that's the biggest piece of bait that's sitting out there you have to remember for guys like me and anthony and a lot of people that grew up detroit lion fans misery is part of our dna it really is and i i say this to people all the time because i you know in st louis how much of you guys actually followed the lions over the years the lions have one playoff win in the super bowl era one that's it and when you say that to people yeah when you say that to people they're like yeah that's funny i'm like i i didn't make that up you know, that's that's a real thing. So we've been burned. We've been jaded for so many years. So I can't blame Anthony or anybody else for, for you know, going, okay, I've seen this before. But what I would do instead is, is say, take a look at their roster. The job that Brad Holmes has done, flipping this roster in two years' time is incredible. I, I don't think in my lifetime I've ever seen 
a roster this deep. You know, in the past, the Lions had, you know, some special players, and it starts with Barry Sanders, obviously. But you've never seen the depth across the board like you do with this roster. And I think that brings up hope. I think this offense is going to be dynamic. And, you know, I keep using the term up here. It's like Burger King. Have it your way. Which way do you want us to burn you? You know, Gibbs is going to be a guy that, it, you know, he's a running back in name only at camp, guys. I watched him line up at receiver. I watched him line up in the slot. He is going to be almost like a prep uh, player, like an athlete, just a guy that goes out there and makes some plays. Defensively, I'm still worried about the run game. That's one thing that hasn't gone away. But Brad saw how poor the secondary was last year and went out and and addressed it and got proven commodities to come here to Detroit to help shore that up. So you add it all together, I really, truly believe it's the best team in in what is not a very good NFC North. And uh, so with that being said, I think a lot of people are saying, hey, we got to win the division. You know, and that's something the Lions haven't done in 30 years. Sean Belegian is our guest here in the Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Sean covers all things Detroit sports for 760 WJR in Detroit. I, Sean, I do want to ask you, because I love, I mean, this is a passionate sports fan base here in St. Louis. I know firsthand it's it, in Detroit it's the same same deal. Blue collar, they love their teams, diehard fans, regardless of whether or not the team is, is good or not. So I do want to ask you about the fans, but I got I got to say this. When, it, when you're saying everything and you're excited and we were talking about you know how impressive uh, the, some of the pieces are for the Lions, I did not hear anything about the defense. How, how much improved could this defense be? Because I think that that's kind of where the season hangs in the balance, no? Well, no, you know what? I, I, I'm still terrified about the run defense, guys. I, I really am. I, to me, you know, I'll go back to what Brad did in the offseason. Brad saw that the pass secondary was a problem and went out and signed a bunch of pieces. And, and you know what? I, I really look at, and by the way, proven commodities as well. So I look at the past defense as being greatly improved. I, I'm terrified uh, about the, the, the run game. And I'm one of the few here, but I can't get it out of my head. I, you guys have no reason to remember this. There is a game on Christmas Eve. Carolina did whatever they wanted against the Lions on the ground. And, and remember, we saw that yeah. a few times during the course of the season. And, and you know, it, it, it made your head explode. I think, you know, the, the active quarterback is going to give them fits as well. You saw Justin Fields uh, do that to them last year. But, yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, this team is not without its holes. And I'll, I'll reiterate, I really am still worried about the run defense until I see them actually executed on the field. Uh, you know, that's the only way that's going to make this go away. I'm not as worried about the past secondary. You know, I, I saw the pieces that he brought in at camp. Um, I, I think again, you know, they're proven commodities, but yeah, that, that, that run defense is, is fresh in the minds of a lot of people. Yours truly. All right, Sean. So, uh, as you mentioned, the the Lions fan base has been tortured and burned constantly. How excited are they, though? And can you compare compare what the hype is going in, into this football season? Can you compare it to any other time that you've been on radio in Detroit? Well, you know, I the only other time I can compare it to is is before I was you know on on radio and doing the television stuff. It, in 91, the Lions went 12-4, and went to the NFC Championship. They, they won their only playoff game, as we mentioned, beating the Dallas Cowboys. And I, I still remember Pat Summerall saying during that game, John, I think we're looking at the two teams of the 90s. 
Well, three Super Bowl later, the, the Dallas Cowboys lived up to that, and the Lions didn't get another playoff win. And heading into 92, there was an incredible excitement about that team. And unfortunately, some guy named Jim Harbaugh, whatever happened to him, <laughs> threw a touchdown on the last play of the game, and, and the Bears beat the Lions in the first game. And, and I think, Anthony, the whole Detroit area did the, oh, no, here we go again sure. aspect. Yeah. So. Um, you know, that's the only thing I can compare it to, really. In, in my time being in the business, I, I don't think there's anything to compare it to. Uh, the, the tickets have been sold out for months. You know, that, that's something that, that you don't see around here. And uh, the preseason games were absolutely packed. They had two preseason games at home. Um, you know, the, the secondary market right now for the Lions is incredible. It's, it's, it's amazing looking at some of the prices out there. The one thing you can say about this fan base is as much as they've been kicked, boy, they love their football and they love their Lions and they support the Lions. I've never seen it like this, though. I've never, ever, ever have seen it like this. The expectations are incredible. So, Sean, would it be safe to say or fair to say that, yes, the on-field you know, roster building by the GM has been fantastic, but that one of the biggest missing pieces before Dan Campbell got there was Dan Campbell? Because I remember playing 100%. in Detroit for the Red Wings, and it is so blue-collar that people like would just gravitate to a guy like Dan Campbell. And what he's been able to do with this team has been fantastic from an on-field standpoint, but also the off-field where the fans have been just buying in left and right to Dan Campbell, bringing out a real lion for training <laughs> camp and all this craziness. Now, is Dan Campbell, in your opinion, is the does the coaching – match, you know, the hype. Because he, obviously you look at this guy, he's a monster, he talks crazy, he does a lot of fun stuff, the players love him, but does the coaching match the hype when it comes to Dan Campbell? You know, I, and, and and you know this better than anybody as, as a, a professional athlete, I think the term culture has become bastardized over the years, but in Dan Campbell's case, I'm going to make an exception. He took over a franchise that... I, there has been a culture problem with this franchise for decades, not a decade. I, I'm talking plural decades. There really has been. And, and to change it as quickly as he did was absolutely remarkable. And part of the reason that he changed it, and this goes back to the point you were making, is he puts his faith in these guys. He has made some questionable calls. He has done some head-scratching, you know, fourth and fives and fourth and three guys I believe in you were going for it where you know as well as I do where the fan base is going to go damned if you do damned if you don't if it doesn't work this guy's the dumbest guy on earth but the guys know that he believes in them and he trusts them and he puts them in positions to succeed and and you have really watched that materialize in the last couple of years so there's no doubt about that you are talking about Dan Campbell being the personification, literally the poster child for the rejuvenated Lions. I, I'm apt to say I don't think Brad Holmes gets enough credit here because of the strength of Dan Campbell and what he's done. Because it takes two to tangle. He's done such a great job you know, bringing the talent in here and making the most of the draft. But, boy, the heavy lifting and changing that culture and getting guys to buy in, that's squirrely on Dan Campbell's broad shoulders. 
Uh, Sean, I, I couldn't believe when I saw uh, social media that uh, you were having a beer with Jack. I, I remember doing like, <laughs> you know, remotes back in Detroit when he, he was he was up to my shin. And now you're having you're having a beer with him. I, I can't believe it. Where, where's, where's the time gone, man? Yeah, it's it's unbelievable, man. It's you know, one one just turned twenty four. My daughter just started at Michigan State with her freshman year. I mean, wow. time flies, and yet the one consistent is the Lions haven't been able to win a division, and they've only won one playoff game. So here we are. Well, maybe that'll change the more this, this change, year. The more they say the same. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, one last yeah, I really thing. Think I think they're going to win the division, boys. Uh, you know, it put me on record. I I really do. I you know I don't know how far they're going to go. There there are. You know, still some issues with this team. As I said, I think the run defense is one big issue. But uh, put me on record, I, I, I think this looks like an 11-win team, and I think they're going to win the NFC North and finally, finally host a home playoff game, which they haven't been able to do in Ford Field's history. Well, you, you kind of answered my question there. I was going to ask you, well, not just about the division, but, you know, about the conference. This is a very winnable conference for a number of teams. You know, they got. I think there's three or four teams you look at and go, ah, they could win this conference. In your opinion, what would have to go right for the Lions to win the conference? Because there are good teams, the Eagles being one of them. The Saints are going to be a better team. Yeah. You look across the board, there are some teams out there. Yeah, there are. You know, I, I think, you know, I, I hate to keep going back to this, the run defense. You know, I, I watched Philly slice them up in the past. You know, I, I mentioned the Carolina game, and I, I think they could be pretty sneaky this year as well, quite frankly. But I, I think if, if you get even a an acceptable – I'm not even talking about a great run defense. If you get an acceptable run defense, uh, boy, the Lions could make a run. They They really could, and – um, you know, Seattle's another team that, that just ran all over them last year. Seattle did whatever they wanted to Detroit last year, and that it's tough to get those images out of your head. But as the season progressed, I think the Lions were a different team from early in the season when they played Seattle. But I, I, I'm going to go back to that. If you get an acceptable, acceptable run defense, this Lion team is going to score some points, guys. I, I, I really like this offense, and this is, you know, I'm saying that even knowing that, that Jamison Williams is going to miss six weeks I, I think they've got a lot of different pieces that can hurt you and, and hurt you in a myriad of ways so uh, you shore up that that run defense a little bit lines are going to be tough for anybody to beat and I can't believe those words just came out of my mouth <laughs> Sean you're a blast man always always love having you on the show uh, if you want to check out Sean WJR does the night night show you guys are on at set six or seven eastern Seven, seven o'clock or six o'clock. Sorry about that. So, yeah, no, let's do it again. Uh, nice Excellent. chat with you guys. Yeah, you too, Sean. Thank you. We'll see ya. All right. All right. That's Sean Belegian. You're that in the fast He's awesome. He's he was like, the, that guy's your friend. He yeah. <laughs> well, I say he's he's my he's friend. Sean probably is not. Oh, there's no question. Can he yeah. come and do radio here with yeah, me? We'll you know we'll figure that out. Yeah, I'm willing to make the trade. Okay. <laughs> Send me back to Detroit. You <laughs> can come down. You know. Yeah. You know he's what? outstanding. I'm glad you offered. <laughs> what happened? What just <laughs> no, happened there? He's great. I loved his energy, his enthusiasm, and he was saying all the right things to me, who's a big Lions fan. Yeah, there you, you know? go. Exactly. Yeah. He was talking right to your heart. Yeah, 100%. He was the first guy I met in radio, and he couldn't have been more down to earth. Like, just... Well, is he actually from Detroit? Because, yeah. my God, does he have Canadian accent. Come I know. On. I know. Yeah, well, he's a well, huge... We're going to go from here? And I was like... I almost asked him, like, are you from Canada? Like, some of those guys who grew up in Windsor, they go over work in Detroit. Yeah. Like, he, so, no, I think he's from... I think he's from Livonia. Good old I think Livonia. he's from Livonia. Yeah. But he's a massive, massive Montreal Canadiens fan. Poor guy. Yeah.
he'll he'll talk about that misery too. Yeah. So poor Not guy Pitt. I mean, the Red Wings. You got you get the Red Wings in their history. Yet he was a Canadians fan. He's a Lions fan. He's a Michigan State fan. Like he's he's just an absolute. Detroit honk, but he does great stuff. Yeah, uh, all right, it's Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Why don't we – what do we do here, Jane? we got Kyle Heber coming up in about 15 minutes or so. Uh, so why don't we do the NHL prospect pool rankings? We, we had talked about this with JR. Let's dive into that next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. So the Daily Faceoff ranked every NHL team prospect pool 1 to 32. Number one, the Blackhawks, and I guess it's not much a surprise, guys, but I won't run through all these because we've got Kyle Heber coming up in less than 10 minutes, but I'll jump right to the Blues. The Blues got a B. They're number 16. Blues began selling off pieces last year, as we know, that helped the Blues in a big way, landing three of their top 10 prospects at the 2023 NHL draft. Do you guys think that's fair? 16th, B, Talking about some of the the, the key players being Dvorsky and uh, Paul Duke and and uh, Jimmy Snuggerud. Oh, I think it's more than fair. Absolutely. I mean, look at the St. Louis Blues have had the uh, good fortune of not being at the top of this list for many years because the fact that you're winning at that point, you're making playoffs, you're high up in the league standings. So a lot of the teams that are on this list ahead of them are teams that have stumbled quite a bit. Like the Chicago Blackhawks are number one. Well, no kidding. They end up with Connor Bedard for one thing, but they've also been crap for a number of years. So they've been able to stockpile young players um, through the draft because they've been poor. They've not been a good team. In fact, our guy JR, Jeremy Rutherford, was on earlier, and uh, he went into detail about the Blues drafting at a higher spot than normal. And so the reason why they haven't been uh, very high on this list. So here's what JR had to say about the prospects. I think that ranking is somewhere right around where the athletic had them, 16 or 18, just a couple weeks ago. So I think right in that same spot. You know, the Blues, because of uh, them being a contending team and trading some first-round picks away over the years, uh, they were always in that 25, 26 range. They were also promoting guys uh, to the NHL and, and playing them at the same time when you go way back to the Oshies. Berglund's bronze. So I think now that you have a situation where not only have they did they have three first-round picks this year, but they're landing on some of these picks. They're doing a really good job, Tony Feltran and his staff. So I think that what you see on the horizon with Adalibor, Dvorsky, uh, with some of these younger players that they have coming in to uh, both prospect camp and some of them would be coming into training camp too, uh, I, I think it does look good. Yeah, it does. And it's good. You know what? Kudos to Army and his scouting staff and all the front office for doing a good job of always having some pretty good prospects, even though you're drafting low in the first round. I mean, look at some of the players that you've been able to turn out over the, in the last decade. And this team has been successful for the most part in the last decade. They've been a playoff contending team, heck, a Stanley Cup champion. And Army's still been able to kind of keep the cupboards going with with good players now they're at a spot last year i will say the cupboards were a little bare they're getting a little they're a little scarce so it's not like they needed a losing season but if you weren't going to win the stanley cup the last year was probably wasn't a bad thing 
because you were able to make some trades, Tarasenko, O'Reilly, Barbashev. You're able to get some picks, some young guys back. You're able to get three picks in the first round for the draft. You use those picks very wisely. Right. So now's the time to start turning the corner, and next year and the year after, you'd like 16 to turn to 21 to turn to 25. That means you're back in the playoff race. That means that these young players have come to fruition, too. means guys like Jimmy Snuggerud and Dalibor Dvorsky have made an impact on your roster. What that impact is, I don't know, to mm-hmm. be determined. And another guy like Zachary Bolduc and Zach Dean, who you acquired in the Barbashev trade, uh, watching him skating on the ice with him, this kid's got a lot of talent. He can shoot a friggin' puck, I'll tell you that much. And, you know, according to a lot of the scouts in front office, Al McInnes in particular, say he's a buzzsaw out there, never stops. He's running into bodies, getting to the front of the net, causing havoc out there. So although with somebody else's prospect, he's now yours. Mm -hmm. And if he's able to challenge for a spot come training camp, that's great. But if not, you're going to have a wave of players hit your roster in the next two to three years from this year. From Doug Armstrong managing the bad situation properly, you'll have a wave of players that now become the next group of players to be your core because he did it the right way. And that's why it's important to sometimes identify where you're at as a team and and not trade to get that player to hang on for dear life with your fingernails. You're just praying, please, can we make the playoffs? I think that'll be this year. I don't think Army wants to miss the playoffs two years in a row. But because he was able to identify what they needed, what they needed to do, how, who they had to, to trade, he was able to do this and work his magic and get some players back in return. And now the future looks pretty good for the Blues. So hats off to Doug Armstrong and the Blues for doing a good job. 16 and a B. I mean, I think if Army rolled out of bed this morning and saw this, he's pretty happy with himself. No doubt. This is Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stoltz. We're going to talk to Kyle Hebert next. We do need a Gauntlet contestant, though. Gauntlet comes up at 4 o'clock. 314-399-9646 is the Air Comfort Service text line. Text in Gauntlet if you want to play in the Gauntlet. And if you haven't played in a while or have never played, you might have your opportunity to take on Marsh, Jamie, or myself coming up at 4 o'clock. But Kyle Hebert's going to join us next. We'll talk a little St. Louis City soccer with him here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We're scheduled to be joined by Kyle Hebert, defender for St. Louis City SC, who fell 2-1 to one to Sporting KC last Saturday at Children's Mercy Park. When we went to Great Wolf Lodge out in Kansas City, I saw I saw that stadium. It sits right there uh, with like same location as Kansas Motor Speedway or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's crap. It looks disgusting. <laughs> the whole thing. It's awful. I'm no interest in that sporting freaking Kansas. KC. You know what the C yeah. stands for, right? Crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's it's right there in the bylaws. Yeah. They call it, yep. Mm-hmm. They don't even, it's Kansas crap is what yeah. they call it. Yeah. Good news is, for St. Louis City SC, after 27 games, still remain top of the MLS Western Conference with 47 points. What an inaugural season for St. Louis City SC. Yeah, it's been great. It's been fun. The, Thank you, Lionel Messi, too, by the way. He stepped up and hammered LAFC. 
There you go. So I kept them. We didn't win. Neither did they. Who hasn't he hammered? You're, you know what, Anthony? You're right. I have seen his portfolio. He's hammered has he, a lot. Has he, scored, <laughs> has he scored a goal a game? That guy scored all the time. <laughs> Just, uh, constantly. Just constantly. Doesn't matter quite what. Quite honestly, I don't even know how he has legs to does, run out there anymore. Doesn't matter what night it is either. He's just going to nope. score. Have you seen anybody sort of take over a sport like he has here, at least in America with the MLS? Like, did, did Wayne Gretzky do that back in the day where he just well, kind of stepped in when he came from the WHA? Does Tiger count? Tiger Woods kind of Because if Tiger counts, mm-hmm. uh, then t- it's Tiger Woods. But Tiger doesn't count because that's an individual sport. Well, that's what I, was, that's what I asked. Yeah, no, but I, I think, I think your, your thought process is right to the success he had right away, like in, in a sport, like, hey, guess what? I'm here type thing. Mm-hmm. But where it falls short for me is it's individual. These guys, hacked, they actually have to rely on other people to, like, look at Connor McDavid. How long has it taken the Oilers to get good? Mm-hmm. Even though he was the best player in the world, you just can't do it all by yourself. Yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard to take over a sport. You yeah, know, it's, it's hard to take over hockey. It's hard to take over take over football. I would say it's impossible, quite frankly. It's it's difficult, but Lionel Messi has done that. Yeah. Man, this guy's unbelievable, and I understand that the MLS. Let's just be honest; it, it's not you know the same level of competition where he's played the majority of his career. <gasps> You bite your tongue. Okay, well, I'll bite it. I, I just try to be honest to our listeners. Mm. But still, Lionel Messi's come in and absolutely dominated. Yeah, yes. I, I don't think he can. I mean, Jordan, maybe. You know, j- but still, look at the teams that Jordan had. Right. I think we. I think we're going to do that with any any player, now, like fairness, even Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady, this first his first couple of Super Bowls. The defense, yeah. Of the defense. He did have one Super Bowl where he literally had a bunch of no names, pretty much. Like it was the Amendola, Edelman. You know, like they were good players, but they were like they yeah. weren't like Randy Moss and like right. those type players. Yeah, the, be- the best team that he ever played on never won it. Didn't win. No. Nope. <laughs> well, won every game except the one for the one they needed to. Yeah. Anthony, well. it's because the Giants cheated. I don't think they did, Jamie. They did. I don't that think so. That one guy had stickum on his helmet. It's no. highly illegal. I don't think he did. Anyways, let's talk to our guy Kyle Hebert, who joins us right now via our celebrity line, our one on one ESPN celebrity line. Kyle, how are you? Yeah, good. How are you, fellas? We're uh, we're doing great. So you know, unfortunately, you know, you guys coming off the two two one loss to Sporting KC, but I wanted to ask you about Klaus Klaus coming back. So Klausdale, he, he's he's back now. It's been a couple of games, and I know he hasn't he hasn't had he had a full game yet. But what does he do for your offense now that he's back? We know what he did beforehand, but now that he's he has come back, how have things changed for you guys offensively with Klaus? Yeah, I think, I mean, he is just does such an excellent job of all just sticks to him. You know, you get in an area near him, and he's so good about not just, you know, a win or a flick, but it just hits his chest, it drops to his feet, takes the ball down. He uses his body really well. So having that outlet up top where you can just find him, he can hold the first one and then connect off of him, I think it's huge for us. Now, your offense, too, in the absence of Klaus, there's a lot of guys that have stepped up. Obviously, Giacchino was one of them, but also Adenarin. Yes, Samuel Adenarin comes in, and he's been fantastic for you guys. And he scores the one goal against KC the other night. I thought the offside was called a little bit tight. I, I think it was offside, but quite honestly, I would have let it go. But that would have been another goal for him. 
Now, how great is it to have multiple players that you can count on offensively? Yeah, no, I think it's, I mean, it's exactly what we need as, as a team is that depth there. And, and especially with Sam and Nico, like they each in Klaus, they all offer something. They're, they're different strikers, you know, that they all, a lot of the similarities in terms of, you know, they're all hardworking guys, um, you know, big guys, especially uh, Sam and Klaus. And then especially in transition, you know, Sam's game is built in transition. So when we're on the road, having him as an outlet, you know, we connect the first pass. Indy plays him in behind. He's off to the races. And then um, he's just constantly a weapon for us in, in behind the opposition, which stretches them and provides us with great counterattacking opportunities. Kyle, how frustrating is it sometimes when the officials just seem to not get it right? Because I'm watching that game the other night, and there, for me, there was a clear foul on one of the tackles in midfield area. It clears up a spot for Sporting KC to go down. Ultimately, they end up scoring on that play. How frustrating is that for you guys, and how do you overcome it? How do you get past that? Yeah, I mean, that that game especially, that was a hard pill to swallow, um, you know, with everything that went on. I, I know it's being addressed um, at, at levels above my head, um, and so that that's reassuring. And I think it's just, you know, you, you want to get caught up in it, but – as a player, you just can't, you just don't have any control over it. So it's just, it's really trying to refocus the mindset and dial back in. Um, yeah, but there, I'm, you know, I'm not going to lie. There was definitely um, a locker room of frustration there after the game and, and during as well. So who steps up in those moments? I know you got some great leaders on your team, but it always seems like there's one or two guys that kind of say, hey, boys, Got to park it. Forget about it. Put it in the rearview mirror and let's pull up our socks here because we got a re- the rest of the game to go here. Who are some of those guys? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, um, you know, the guys who started that game, Roman and Tim, are, are guys who have been, you know, our leaders and our captains from the beginning of the season, and they're both good about, you know, moving on on to the next play. And 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 as captains, they do have that right to, you know, express, you know, what you're feeling. And I think that's. Uh, even a difference to kind of European soccer to American soccer. In European soccer, you're given almost more right to, you know, it's a game of emotion, to, you know, be able to show your emotions and, and, and feel the game. And, you know, there is frustration there. Um, no, but those, those guys do a great job, amongst many others, of, of just getting us, you know, in the right headspace and onto the play. Kyle Hebert of St. Louis City SC joining us right now on the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. Kyle, we we had mentioned Roman Berkey, and you guys, it's a it's a team effort. Uh, Berkey seems to make those unbelievable saves. Uh, I mean, every half it seems like you have faced now a lot of keepers, not only throughout your career, but but a lot throughout this season. What does Roman Berkey do from a keeper standpoint that no other keeper in the league does? Yeah, I think he he rises. Um, you know, to the to the level of shots that he's facing, or to the level of opposition, um, and he rises rises above it. You know, you, you'll see a very high standard in training, and then it just seems like that standard, you know, gets even higher in the games. And so, just I mean, he's he's the full, well-rounded keeper. There, there's a um, off our coach's room where they they sit and they watch, you know, film and break stuff down. There's a side room where you'll go and you'll watch film. And on that, there's, you know, some stuff on the whiteboard with some formations. And then to the right of it, there's this picture. And it's, it says the St. Louis City 
goalkeeper profile, and someone has just uh, taken a photo of Roman, cut it out, and glued it on the paper. Like, it doesn't say any words. <laughs> <laughs> the picture of Roman. He does so much for us, and uh, we're, we're very lucky to have him. Yeah, so sticking with Roman Berkey just for a second here, the uh, I believe he hit the hundred save plateau, first goalie goalkeeper this year in MLS to do so. What what does his training look like though? Because I feel like at this point I'd almost want to put him in bubble wrap <laughs> so that he doesn't hurt himself at all or tweak anything or just you know expend too much energy as he's getting ready for these games. Yeah, he's, I mean, you know, because he's been doing it for so long, you see guys have different routines, and he's very routine-driven in terms of what he does in the weight room is consistent every week, and then what he's doing on the field. I mean, the goalies will kind of do their own thing, um, you know, at the beginning of the session, so they'll get, you know, because they'll want to get a lot of touches. He'll want to get a lot of touches with his hands, with his feet, you know, a lot of feel of the ball, because when you bring them into other drills, you know, they can go five minutes without touching a ball, um, but then, yeah, I think he just, I think he does a good job finding that balance of, you know, he still wants to improve. He still wants to get better. So he's out there grinding. And, you know, he does, to be honest, he doesn't have to be. He could really just kind of coast into each game, um, but he doesn't. But then I think he also finds those moments where, you know, we'll be doing a crossing and finishing drill and guys will be hitting balls as hard as they can from seven yards out, um, you know, the day before a game. You know he'll get hit in the face and he'll 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 walk off. He'll be like, "Yeah, I'm not doing this anymore." You know, because he knows <laughs> he he recognizes. You know, he's got to show up on on Saturday and get it done. And if he gets concussed on Friday, you know that's not a good that's not a good spot to be in. No, not at all. All right, Kyle. Before we let you go, we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you about the big match this weekend. It's against LA. You guys are seven points up on them in the Western Conference. So um, when you're looking at the the match here against LA. What what can you tell us about uh, this upcoming battle? Yeah, I mean, uh, j- just I'm making sure I'm hearing the question right. This we are we are traveling to LA Galaxy. My bad. I, yeah, I'm talking about the wrong. Sorry, this LA Galaxy's no. way down in the standings. My bad. I looked at LA. Anthony had a little too, too much cough syrup. You today, know what? Kyle. Sorry I was actually that. Roman actually asked me to fill in during one of the drills. I was the one that got concussed, Kyle. <laughs> that that way he saved it. For, obviously, LA Galaxy a little bit different story. They're they're way down in the standings. My apologies. You can't underestimate no, him, though, Anthony. Nonetheless, no. Kyle, what can you tell us about this match? My bad. Yeah, no, I think the I think the point is still the same. We found, you know, that the this second half after League's Cup break, you know, points and wins are so hard to come by. Lots of away games. Um, you know, we tied LA Galaxy earlier in the year. They've they've heated up since then, so they're a very good team. And I think this is another one of those matchups where it's very much, you know, it'll be our way of doing things versus their way. You know, there's they're not gonna change. They're a team that likes the ball. They're a team that likes to connect a lot of passes. We're a team that wants to be aggressive and hungry against the ball, win it over, transition quick. And so I'm excited for it. Um, you know, points will be huge if we can get some on the road here. So it's a big one. No doubt. Kyle, thank you, man. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you a lot, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, All right, buddy. Take care. That's Have Kyle Hebert one. of St. Louis City SC. I, I, I saw your, your look on that, your look of horror. <laughs> well, <And> I'm like <laughs> – because, okay, can I be, I'll be mm. I'm going to be perfectly honest here, is I was looking at the schedule, and I looked over, and I saw L.A., too, mm-hmm. and I thought to myself, oh, man, this is a heck of a game. Then yeah. I, wait a minute. 
I go, there's two LA teams. So yeah. then I, I clicked on the actual game, so I was LA Galaxy. Right. Like two minutes later, you come flying in off the top rope. <laughs> Once I saw the seven by the winds, I'm like, that's not the right LA team. <laughs> that's not it. That's my bad. Sorry about that. Uh, all right, it's Fastlane on 101 ESPN. Why don't we do our NFL division preview, NFC North, next in the Fastlane. We're right back to the Fastlane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time to go around the NFL with a Fastlane season preview of the NFC North. Okay, so we chatted with Sean Belegian earlier in the hour about Jamie's Detroit Lions, and he didn't pour any cold water. No, he didn't. On on the Lions hype. Not at all. In fact, he kind of warmed me up a little bit. And you could say, like, okay, well, of course he's going to do that because he's, he's a Detroit guy. Sean is very, I worked with him a long time ago. Sean is very realistic. He knows that the dagger is going to go into the Lions fans' heart at any point. So he's realistic about it. And I thought he was realistic, too, about the run defense. You know, you got to you got to kind of wait and see how this, this uh, you know, how it, how it goes. But uh, when it comes to the NFC North, do you guys, Jamie and Marsh, do you guys have them winning the division? The Lions? Yeah. I do. I don't think Marshy does because he's still, he's all schooled out there in Minnesota land. But I don't know. He surprised us yesterday with some of his based Dallas on, Cowboy crap. Based on what Sean provided us for information, as well as what I've been listening and reading and all that stuff around nationally and even up in uh, the Detroit area, like it's not going to be a cakewalk by any means. I think that this division, I think it's actually going to be competitive. As crazy as that sounds, but I do feel like the Lions win it this year. Marsh? There's so much hype around this team. I also have them winning the division. Wow. Okay. I'm going to put aside my fandom a little bit. Uh, The Vikings defense, not that great. We saw that last year. Not great. Um, Can Kirk Cousins have those fourth quarter comebacks, and can they win by one scores? the same rate that they did last year I don't know maybe they can this offense for the Vikings is you know it's going to be a good offense don't get me wrong uh but I will give Detroit the number four seed in the uh AFC or the NFC North division champion as well so they will be my four seed in the NFC okay so you got the Lions I have the Lions the winning the division and being the four seed all right I, I got the uh I've been hyping this team up as a sleeper so I'm going to stick by him. Oh, God. I got the Packers. What a joke. I got the Packers. Nobody has the Packers, Anthony. What do you think? I you, do. No, but honestly, what do you think you know that nobody else knows? I, nothing. I don't, just, I don't I don't. You're just Look. like anti-Aaron Rodgers, Jordan Love, and they're just going to – he's going to be the greatest thing that the Packers have ever seen. Who's got – okay, so let's let, – let me just be Don't get angry fair and pissy here. with me. Just answer the question. Who's got the best defense in that division? I don't know who has the best D. The Packers have the best D. How do you know that? I've seen it. You have? Mm-hmm. It's glorious. Okay. Yep. Packers defense. First of all, the Vikings, the Vikings don't play defense. The Lions don't play oh, defense. Wow. And while everybody, Marsh knows, I'm not saying anything. I mean, they play defense. They just don't do it all that well. Yeah. The Vikings and the Lions are going to score a lot of points this year. They're going to need to score a lot of points this year because the defense, unless the Lions, I mean, all the, the, the changes they made in the secondary – in one offseason completely changed well, this, this team. It'll help. I don't know if it'll make a 
180, but it'll help. The, the Bears, I think a lot of people love the Bears because of Justin Fields. Okay, I, I get that. He's an exciting player. I think we're losing sight of the fact that the Bears earned the number one overall pick this year. They traded it to Carolina, but that, that puppy was all theirs. Mm-hmm. So to go from being the number one overall pick to uh, even a wild card team is quite a leap. I th- I think we're overhyping. I think some people are overhyping the Bears. I think some people are overhyping Justin Fields. We haven't seen him win in a dropback passing game yet. Yeah, I know he can run around. Same thing about Jordan Love, Anthony. Absolutely, you got me on Jordan Love. I can't. There, there, I have that nothing. That's the biggest question. Mark. Uh, Jordan it Love has big- been. I've watched some some video on him and his progressions when he looks at the receivers, has actually not been that bad, at least in the preseason. Now, will that translate to the regular season? That has been, you know, we, we don't know yet. So, right. But I, me personally, I think when we're talking throwing the ball downfield, if we want to compare it to Dustin Fields, Jordan Love's better. I, I agree with that. Hmm. I, look, I I will concede the Jordan Love argument. I, I can't. I can't say anything yeah, but that's, beyond that. It's such an important part of the the process. I realize I realize that, but the the Packers have the best O line in the division. They have the best defense in the division. Though the, they have, they, they might have the best head coach in the division. Now that's where I'm going to stop you. Nobody's better than Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is yet to Dan make Campbell, a playoff appearance yet. Um, of course, he didn't have Aaron Rodgers in a very so. small room. Against Matt Lafleur, who wins? Oh, Dan Campbell. There you go. That's all you need to know. I think the Packers are going to surprise people this year. I got them number one hmm. in that division. I got them winning the division. I got Oof. them surprising everybody. I got the Lions finishing second as a wild card team. I got the Vikings missing the playoffs oh. at three, and I got the Bears at four. Wow. And I think the Vikings and Bears are going to be around the same win total when it's all said and done. Hmm. The Vikings are going to score a lot of points. I just don't know if they're going to be able to defend. So that's that's my one through four. Packers, Lions, Vikings, Bears. And I realize that's going to be a very unpopular. I'm already seeing it. I'm looking at the faces. You guys are disgusted with me. That's fine. That's that's my opinion right there, one through four. It's a very unpopular opinion, but I stand by it. It's bad. So what's your one through four, Jamie, in this division? In this division, mm-hmm. I got the Lions... I can't lie. I have the Lions, the Vikings, the Packers, the Bears, in that order. Yep. Marsh? I have the Lions, the Vikings, will be my seventh seed in the NFC. I have Detroit facing off against the Eagles. And I'm sorry, Detroit fans, you will not be winning that game, even if it is at home. So... Uh, I have the Vikings. They will come in second. Be. I wouldn't. Th- oh, well, you got the Cowboys. I have the Cowboys winning. That's right. That division. So the Eagles will be my five seed uh, this season. Uh, they'll be. They'll probably have a better record than some division winners, to be honest. But uh, Detroit one, Vikings number two, Green Bay three, Chicago four. Okay. There you have it. Who is who is a better seed, Jamie? Who whose take is crazier? The cow- Marsh's take on the Cowboys or mine on the Packers? Yours on the Packers. Crazier than the Cowboys winning the conference. Oh, I forgot. You had him winning the conference? He had him winning the conference. He had him going, so to, like the going to the Super seat. Bowl? No. God, no, no, regular. Sorry. No, they're sorry. absolutely going to lose that Number first Number one. You're right. It was, they, they didn't. You don't have them winning the conference. No, you have them we don't give out one. regular um, season titles. Yeah, yeah. I think Marshy's is crazier just because even though the Cowboys could win their division, I don't see them having the best record in the NFC. Who has a better record than them? Then Detroit Lions. No, they won't. Eagles. 
Eagles. Well, no, not if the Cowboys win their division. If no, the Cowboys win their division. Were ask, I thought you were asking me, who do uh, I think? No, I'm saying if the Cowboys win their division, what other team would have a better record than them? The 49ers? Yeah, but they don't have to. 49ers just because, it doesn't, just because they win their division doesn't mean. Look at last year, the Buccaneers won their division at 8 9. Well, what, what Marsh is saying That's is... That's the best division in the NFC, in my opinion. Yeah, he, he's saying that whoever wins that division is probably going to be the, the number one seed yeah. in the conference. Well, he's wrong. It's I'm, okay. Hey, you know what? We'll find out here in about we 17 weeks will. or 18 weeks. All right, we Just got hold the, your breath. We got the gauntlet next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Warriors, four categories, one challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? Brought to you by Master, your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Mastor.com. Four oh four. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Jamie Rivers and Andrew Marsh, <laughs> Anthony Salter. We welcome in Chris and his son Evan is uh, is going to help Chris today. What's up, guys? Hey, how's it going? Doing, hey guys, doing all right. Uh, <laughs> welcome, welcome into the fast lane. Would you like to? Would you guys like to take on Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, or me today? Uh, I'm going to let Evan pick. What do you think, Evan? Marsh? Yep. All right. Wow. Andrew Marsh is up. <laughs> Marshy. He is up today. Go ahead, guys. Tell him to spin the wheel. Spin that wheel. There you go. Marsh just spun the wheel, and he's going to exit into the cone of silence. What category are you guys hoping for today? Uh, baseball would be the, uh, the best. Okay. Well, good news. It is baseball. It is baseball. Did, did we get the launch codes, buddy? No, I'll find them here. Okay. Uh, Jamie's going to get the launch codes. Yes, the wheel did spin baseball today. Four questions, all baseball to you guys, Chris and Evan. Same four questions, all baseball to our guy, Andrew Marsh. Each question is worth two points, unless either of you guys need the options. If you do, those questions are only worth one point. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yep. All right. Here we go. Question number one. Jamie, you good? Yeah, we're good to go, bud. All right. Which team is the only AL team to have three players with 25 or more home runs this season? So which American League team has three players with, that have hit 25 or more home runs this season? Oh. What do you think? I don't know. thinking Astros? Astros would be one. Astros. Astros, final answer. All right. All right, guys. Question number two. Which Dodger had a 455 average with 11 home runs and more than 50 hits in the month of August, becoming just a third player since 1900 to put up such numbers in a single month? What? Mookie Bet. Is that your final answer? Yep, final answer. Yep. All right, guys, question number three. Who won the American League Player of the Month in August? 
Who won? So who just won the AL Player of the Month in August? Uh, we're going to pick the options. Was it Gunnar Henderson of the Baltimore Orioles, Julio Rodriguez of the Seattle Mariners, or Jose Altuve of the Houston Astros? Altuve's been... I don't know who you think. Rodriguez? Uh, Rodriguez Altuve? You pick. Uh, Julio Rodriguez. Final answer? Correct. Yes. All right, guys. Final question. Which current Cardinals starting pitcher has the lowest ERA on the team this season? <laughs> um. <laughs> no, he's not. He's injured. Um. Boy. So let me reword. Let me re-ask this question. Yeah. Just so I don't want anybody getting fired again around here. Um, which current Cardinals starting pitcher, injured or healthy, has the lowest ERA on the team this season? Couple of years. I don't know. Right or not? Or do you, we'll take the options. All right. Is it Stephen Matz? Zach Thompson or Miles Michaelis? Final answer? Yep. All righty. Steven Matz. Okay, well, welcome back, Marsh. How are you guys feeling? Mm, I mean, all right. Okay, all right. Uh, Chris and Evan. I love it. Are on the line right now. Marsh is making his way back from the cone of silence. I can't remember last time Marsh played in the gauntlet. It's been a while. I think it's been a while. It has been a while. Maybe uh, maybe a save opportunity for, for Marsh at one point. It's been a while. <laughs> Since uh, <yeah. laughs> a little doing a little stain there, Marsh. <laughs> All right. Marsh, today your category is baseball. All right, let's do it. Jamie, tell him. Uh, you better pack at lunch because uh, Team Evan brought it. Wow. Question number one, Marsh. Which team is the only American League team to have three players with 25 or more home runs this season? 25 or more home runs. That's correct. Oh, boy. Um, Rangers come to mind. Astros come to mind, but I think they've been banged up a little bit. Uh... Yikes. Um, the Rays also have a lot of home runs. Let's go ahead and use the options to narrow some of these down. Orioles, Astros, Mariners. All right, good thing I took the options. Orioles, Astros, Mariners. Uh, I mean... I'm thinking the I'm thinking the Astros. You got Jordan Alvarez, Bregman, you got Kyle Tucker. You know, you have Altuve. I know he was injured, but let's go let's go Astros. Final answer. All right, Marshy, question number two. Which Dodger has a four fifty or sorry, which Dodger had a four fifty five average with eleven home runs? 
and more than 50 hits in the month of August, becoming just the third player since 1900 to put up such numbers in a single month. Uh, well, I think this player propelled himself into the MVP conversation. I would believe it to be Mookie Betts. Uh, I don't know who else it, it could be. Maybe Jason Hayward. I'm going to stick with Mookie Betts, though. Final answer. Don't be slandering Jason Hayward like that. He's had a decent year. What are you talking ricochet. about? Unbelievable. Who said I was slandering him? Well, Question number three. It could be an option for all I know. Come on. Who won... American League Player of the Month in August. Who won the AL? AL Player of the Month in the month of August. AL Player of the Month in August. The Mariners were on an absolute heater. I have to think it's someone on that team, um, which me leads me to believe that I'm wrong on question number one. Um, I mean, I, I have no idea. Let's use the options. Gunnar Henderson of the Baltimore Orioles, Julio Rodriguez of the Seattle Mariners, and Jose Altuve of the Houston Astros. Oh boy, I'm gonna go with with Julio just because of uh, you know Anthony. You know, stick with your gut. Mm. So I'm gonna go J Rod. Final answer. All right, Marshy. Final question: Which current Cardinals starting pitcher, injured or healthy? Has the lowest ERA on the team this season? Um. Hmm. Trying to think if there was a pitcher that pitched one game for whatever reason and then did not pitch again, but uh, Dakota Hudson comes to mind. Um, I guess Zach Thompson. ERA. Is it a current player? Does it say that? Can you reread the question? I will. Okay, thank you. Please listen. <laughs> Which current Cardinals starting okay, pitcher, injured or healthy, has the lowest ERA on the team this season? I feel like I need to take the options. Let's go with the options. Is it Steven Matz? Zach Thompson or Miles Michaelis? Wow. You know what? Two of those guys are, are healthy, right? Um, one of those guys is not, which me leads me to believe that that is why the injury aspect of this question came to be. So I'm going to go with Steven Matt's final answer. Okay, let's go over these. We'll start there. Which current Cardinals starting pitcher has the lowest ERA on the team this season? Chris and Evan, you guys went with Steven Matz. Andrew Marsh, you went with Steven Matz. Correct answer is... Steven Matz. Oh! oh! Both of you guys ah. need the options. <laughs> so we got a 1-1 one -one tie. Who won American League Player of the Month in August? Marsh, you went with J-Rod, Julio Rodriguez. Chris and Evan, you guys went with Julio Rodriguez. Correct answer is... Oh, it was good old J-Rod. But both of you guys needed the options again. <laughs> that scares me every time. 2-2 tie between Chris and Evan and Marsh. 
Which Dodger had a 455 average with 11 home runs and more than 50 hits in the month of August, becoming just the third player since 1900 to put up such numbers in a single month? Marsh, you went with Mookie Betts. Chris and Evan, you guys also went with Mookie Betts. Correct answer is... Jason? No, Mookie Betts. Oh, <laughs> oh, he almost got me! But both of you guys did not need the options. Oh, what a barn burner. You guys have the same exact answers for those questions. It's a 3-3 tie. Comes down to this. I think it's 4-4, but... It's 4-4. Uh, 4-4, excuse me, 4-4. That's four. That's yeah, I can't count. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's my math. 3,000 to 3,000. 3,000, exactly, yeah. Which team is the only AL team to have three players with 25 or more home runs this season? Marsh, you went with the Houston Astros. Chris and Evan... You guys went with the Houston Astros. Stop it. I used the option. But I'm going to tell you right now. Oh. Marsh, you used the options. I did, yeah. Chris and Evan did not. <laughs> if it's the Houston Astros, Chris and Evan advance. If it's the Orioles or the Mariners, we've got a walk-off. I hope it's the Mariners. Correct answer is... Marshy, using the options didn't hurt you. It's the Seattle Mariners. We got to walk wow. off. Walk it off. You guys have the same exact answers for every single question. We got a 4-4 tie. All right, Chris, Evan, you guys are going to hold off. You guys don't say anything. Marsh is going to write down his answer. Then we're going to tell you, hey, Marsh has got his answer. We're going to need your answer. It's closest to the pin. Wins. Marsh, are you ready? Yes. Okay, here's your tie-breaking question. How many RBI did both Mookie Betts and Julio Rodriguez have in the month of August? How many RBI did Mookie Betts and Julio Rodriguez have in the month of August? Marsh is writing down his answer. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Marker doesn't seem to be working. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Marsh, we have Marsh's answer. Chris, Evan, what is your answer? I think I'm going to go with 32. Okay. No need for the calculator. No need for the calculator today. How many RBI did both Mookie Betts and Julio Rodriguez have in the month of August? Chris and Evan, we just heard your answer, which was 32. Marsh, why don't you go ahead and tell the people what you wrote down? What what number did you write down? I wrote down 69. You know, give or take 20, 20 RBIs, you know, in the month, hmm. you know, each. Just mailed it in. Add, add some more. <laughs> Just mailed it in, this guy. There. Yeah, Chris laughed. Chris laughed. Yeah, only Chris. What's so Only fun? Chris. Thank goodness. Uh-huh. Correct answer is 30 RBI. Wow. Chris and Evan. You have chosen wisely. Congratulations. You guys were much, much closer. To the uh, to the pin on this oh, one. And they cared a lot more than yeah, they actually. certainly cared. They put in a lot more effort. Yep. So congratulations, guys. You guys are going to take on uh, either Jamie or myself tomorrow. All right. Sounds great. All right. All right. Have a good one, nice guys. Job, guys. Thank you, guys. Really, Marshy? Really? Oh man. Each player's getting fifteen. Were you? They're player of the month. I'm thinking maybe they're averaging an RBI. You know, a little Each, bit extra change. Both of them got thirty. 
Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, it wasn't a total number of RBI. Which number did they both have? They both had 30 RBI. Oh, I thought it was in combination of no. both. No, did both. How many RBI did both Mookie Betts and Julio Rodriguez have in the month of August? Yeah. yeah. Is that not combining them? No. It's how many RBI did they have? Period. Yeah, they, so they tied. Mookie Betts and J-Rod both okay. had 30. Okay, I didn't know that. So. I know, but I'm just I, Marsh, I, actually, I mean, Am I not wrong? Like, I, the question's I, worded weirdly. Well, I, I actually would have taken it the way Marsh did. If I'm being completely well, I honest. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> Mail it in himself. Okay, I mean, this is, Okay. I don't want to look like really? an idiot really? here. You know? 69, 3,000. I would have been nine 69. off. I would have been nine off. We're combi- that's that's where my head was at. We're you combining where your head was at. You better be real close on your tiebreakers moving forward. That okay? won the last one. You know what I tried to do? Anthony did I the tried. same thing. I tried to reverse the curse. I was like, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe you know, we won't be laughing at yeah. the end of the day. Maybe, uh, maybe you'll an- be closer. Ex- you know, maybe I'll, I'll be, be vind- Maybe I'll be uh, vindicated. That's that's the word. I couldn't remember what we the word was. We have a lot of people that uh, are not happy with a couple of the questions today. Just so you know, question number four, Yeah, this is the way it was actually worded. Okay. Which current Cardinals starting pitcher has the lowest ERA on the team this season? So I didn't have injured or healthy. And the reason I the reason we pivoted is because uh, Evan had said Stephen Matz, and his dad goes, no, nah, he's injured. Mm. See, I picked up on that. I but, wouldn't have guessed Stephen Matz. Because he's on the roster, but he's not really. He's on the IL. So it, yeah. So. I mean, the bottom line I is... I just didn't want Grant to not be able to pay his car payment again. Yeah, yeah. Jamie, you saved you saved Grant. Yeah. Um, and then right. Marshy flies in off the top rope with the I don't care answer. I am right. sticking by the fact that I believe that that question was worded in I a way... I believe the earth is flat. Okay? All right, Kyrie. <laughs> you know what? We, I'm done. We're going to get to BT. Yeah. All right. Love Let's BT get to Brad Thompson. For us. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's get this show back on the road. Ask him the question. See what he says. Next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's a fast lane here on 101 ESPN. Jamie Rivers here, Anthony Stalter, Andrew Marsh, and our guy BT joins us today. BT, how we doing, bud? Man, I'm doing great. I'm sitting here looking out on Truist Field. It's a a beautiful, beautiful day here in Atlanta. And uh, I got to tell you, though, uh, I had a question for you. I already see it trending on Twitter. What happened in the gauntlet? Because it seems like people are all up in arms about some wording of a question. What what happened? Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, Anthony, do you still have the question? I certainly right do. There? Yep. We'll ask you this question. We'll see how you interpret you know, the way it's being asked. Do you want the tiebreaker okay. or the Cardinals one? Uh, the tiebreaker one. How many RBI did both Mookie Betts and Julio Rodriguez have in the month of August? All right, so you're looking for a combined number. Um, I'm going to say uh, they both had, let's go with 52. Okay, so therein, so lies, therein lies the, the controversy. Yep. Yeah, Thank so you. Uh, Marsh, and I, and I admitted this too when Marsh did it, I would have combined the two too based on how the, the question was. Jamie, yeah. Jamie said. I looked at it differently. I thought they both tied. 
So they both had this number of RBI. So the, obviously the number would be it. lower. Like singular. I can see it. Yeah, so that that is yeah. where that is where the controversy lies, BT. I, so me, you, and Marsh had it had it the same way of like, okay, they combine for these numbers, but Jamie actually because the, the answer was thirty. Yeah. So they both had thirty RBI, which I mean, I I don't know. I don't I, know I, you could you can interpret it both ways. I'm just glad the contestant won today because can you imagine if like oh my goodness no yeah so yeah a lot of a lot of controversy uh, BT so. It happens. Well, look, it happens. A listener is happy, so life is good. Yeah, exactly, BT. And I think the Jordan Walker uh, family must be happy, too, after what a performance it was last night. So his mom's there, his dad's there, grandma's there. All watch as this 21-year-old kid steps in and has himself quite a night. Uh, Did you get goosebumps watching Walker do his thing last night, BT? Yeah, man, it, it really is cool. And to have it, like, uh, in his third at-bat, like, while his family's getting interviewed and you, you hear all the emotions, he gets a hit, his dad's calling it, that's a hit! Like, his dad was doing play-by-play for the whole inning, which was cool. Uh, it, it's just, it's such a neat thing, right? You picture it. As a young kid, his dream was to play in this ballpark as a big leaguer. He'd come here as a kid, he'd come watch games. And a dream realized, you know, and he's, he's got a, a great family, a great support base, and fun to see them here yesterday. And then tomorrow, apparently, he's going to have about 200 family and friends at the ballpark. I don't have 200 family and friends in general. <laughs> I could not find 200 tickets to give out. That's um, not they're true. They're all going to be in right field. I think it's true, Anthony. I Like, I really think that it's a true thing. And that's okay. Like, sometimes keep your circle tight. You know, that's okay. Uh, but that's what I like to call my – I call it a, a small circle instead of a loner. Uh, but it's going to be – that's going to be neat, too, seeing that. So it, it's fun to watch him grow throughout the season. We all know the awesome spring he had. He ends up making the ball club. He gets sent down. They want him to work on some things. Look, the biggest thing for him, in my opinion – has been big league reps and has been confident. And he's got that right now. And he's he's laying off pitches. His pitch recognition is good. I don't think that his swing itself has really changed that much. I think that we're still seeing him being a guy that will end up hitting the ball hard on the ground. But he is getting to some pitches up in the zone, obviously elevating with three home runs uh, in the last three games. He's hit a home run in four out of the last five you're starting to see that really click for him and turn the corner. But I really do think that the biggest thing for him is he believes. Like, he's got that confidence, and you can see it in the box. And confidence is a heck of a thing. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah, BT, I agree. And, you know, watching that game last night, watching Jordan Walker perform the way he did, and then also watching a guy like Nolan Gorman do what he was able to do last night, there's been a little bit of a hot topic here today in Cardinal Nation, and that – topic has been, if you were John Mosaloc in the Cardinals, would you pull the Atlanta Braves card out and try to lock up these two youngsters to long-term deals? Uh, I, well, it's obviously something that you should think about for sure. I don't think it's anything that you have to be in a rush to do since you do have as much, as much time. Maybe you want to see a little bit longer. Uh, but depending on what the number looks like, I'd be inclined to think about it. Obviously, they did that, uh, to your point. They did it with Acuna at a pretty good number. Uh, Ozzy Albee's contract is crazy team-friendly, and I know that Ozzy talked about it after the fact. He and his family will never have to want for anything again, and it was a thing that made him comfortable. So 
Yeah, I think those are conversations you probably might try to have or float out in the offseason potentially. I also think that uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the Cardinals acquire pitching. Now, we all know via free agency they're going to have an opportunity. They're going to need to go out and buy a guy, if not two guys. But it's also going to be interesting to see if you do want to float a trade for a big guy, you're going to have to trade away something that hurts. Now, I don't think that there's any inclination that this team would trade away Jordan Walker. Um, but I, maybe if the price is right, is, is Gorman a guy that might end up being available? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what it looks like. But to your point about watching him in the ball game yesterday, he goes opposite field, Jamie, which is great to see. And it's something we saw early in the season, him with that ability. Since coming back off the IL, he's really struggled with his timing and he's starting to chase pitches that he was chasing last year. And I know that he's been working really hard behind the scenes of trying to shorten some things up with his swing, trying to get his timing right. And I think that we saw it last night. And, and the ball game last night is pretty indicative of, of the kind of player that he is. And you will take that player all day, every day, the guy that can hit two home runs for you and punch out three times. Like, that, he has, he has swing and miss. He's got big-time pop. He's a, he's a three-true-outcome player, and you've got plenty of room in this lineup for a guy like that. Our guy Brad Thompson is not only talented enough to be on the air with us right now, but he's also playing the in-stadium uh, organ. He's doing a great well, job. He's doing it. So he's entertaining. The yeah, he's uh, entertaining the home crowd in Atlanta and uh, also talking to us. So, Brad, uh, well done. Uh, Nolan Gorman, Brad, what is the biggest difference in his game from a year ago last year, like right now, to where he is now? Well, the, the biggest thing is pitch recognition, and he changed his swing. Like, he changed his timing. He doesn't have as much of the uppercut swing. It allows him to get to the fastball at the top of the zone. But I think that when, when we're seeing Nolan Gorman, when he is on his game offensively, what he's doing, he's not crushing the fastball at the top of the zone. And this is going to be a really interesting case for him against Spencer Strider, who throws that 99, 100-mile-an-hour cheese at the top. But what we've seen him do is be able to foul that pitch off and give himself another chance. And that's the big thing, because even a guy as good as Spencer Strider, he'll make a mistake. And if you can foul off some of the tough ones and get to a point where they have to throw more pitches to you, then you're going to find something that you can hit. I think that that is one of the biggest adjustments we've seen him make. Instead of the guy last year where if you executed up and in and then you went down and away, you were going to be able to get him. He was very, very pitchable. But to his credit, he went into the offseason, knew he had to make some mechanical adjustments, knew he had to make some mental adjustments of how guys were pitching him and how he was going to combat it. And he did that, and we're still seeing it pay off right now. And that doesn't mean you're not going to go through tough times. He was going through a tough time, and he's still working through some things. He put the two-home run night last night, but you know the wheels are turning. And for a young player to be able to make those adjustments so quick at this level, uh, I think it is really, really special and a really good sign for him. And by the way, Anthony, I do appreciate you noticing my keyboard skills because I've been working, I've been taking lessons, and I can talk even while I'm playing the organ here at Truist Park. Well, that was going to be my thing. The, the biggest difference between BT a year ago at this time compared to where BT is right now is the fact that you can tickle those ivories as well as you do. 
No, I do, and I take pride in it. It's something I didn't want to bring up, but I kept playing it louder and louder until you brought it up. So. Somebody, uh, the six for six asks if you're on a merry-go-round, uh, which I mean, you, you could be on a merry-go-round too. Yeah. Oh, it felt like one in the eighth inning last night. Like, oh you know, boy, put another quarter in. Oh boy, uh, you want to. You know how many seat cushions I have sucked up over the last season? Like this, it, it, oh man, the, the cheeks get tight late in the ball game. By the way, so that'll be something tonight as you're watching the game. If uh, the Cardinals are fortunate enough, if Dakota Hudson goes out there and has himself a game like he did last time against the Pirates, goes deep, gives you a chance to win. If the Cardinals are winning late, flip a coin to see who it is because Helsley's not going to be available. He's not going to be pitching back to back for the rest of the year. Uh, I think that Gallegos is going to be down. He's been worked heavily here. We all know, you know, JoJo's on the IL. Like, you could see a scenario. Like, it might be Casey Lawrence in the ninth inning. Like, I'm not exactly sure which direction Ollie is going to go right now, but he's going to need somebody to step up late in the ball game because, you know, your your big guys and, and Gio, for all his struggles recently, has still been one of the guys that they may rely on. Somebody's going to have to step up in a tight game. Uh, Brad, did you get your picks in? For the, the Fast Lane Riz Show Pick'em Challenge? Okay, you feel good? You feel I, comfortable I for week one? No, i got to be honest with you. I, I, uh, I, I'll tell you this. Not being with you guys every day and not doing the show, i I got to tell you, I'm not digging into anything that isn't baseball at this point. <laughs> I had to look around and see who the quarterback on some of these teams were. I actually did last night. And I'll just tell you guys this. I don't want to tell anybody else. It just seems unprofessional. I did a fantasy draft in the first inning last night. I had one with, with, with my boys in, in Vegas. And I'm looking up some of the guys. I'm like, well, who the hell is this guy? It's like, it's like the, the 20th pick. I'm like, oh, I should, I should have a better knowledge of depth. So you guys are going to be getting plenty of phone calls uh, during early football season, but we're getting close to digging into football time because I got money to make. Yeah, darn right there, BT. Well well done there. And you can get signed up to play this year's Fastlane Pick'em Challenge at 101ESPN.com, just like we all did. Make your football picks each week so you can see if you can defeat us as well as the Rizzuto Show. We're going to square off against the Riz Show again. In fact, uh, I got I got the... I got the notification. I'm going on the Rizzuto show tomorrow morning. Oh boy! Talk a little, talk a little uh, punishment. So yeah, we haven't even what talked. Are you going to agree that? to? Yeah, you you, you, know, you, just, you do this every year, Anthony. You agree to something without talking to the group. Yeah, yeah. he does. I just think that's uh, right now. It's just kind of um, it's just part of the fun, BT. So don't worry. You know, I'll, I'll agree to something that's yeah. We're gonna win anyways. Don't worry about it. We're getting tattoos. Like it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, on our faces. Oh, neck tattoos. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be fine for TV for both of you guys, that'd right? That'd be great. It's you know what? Uh, it's classy in this. It's 2023. You can pretty much get away with anything. You so, know what? I'll talk to Bally's for you guys. You guys yeah. will be fine. All right? I'll talk to your uh, your bosses. Hey, get signed up to play now at 101ESPN.com, courtesy of Bud Light. BT, great work on the Oregon. Great work on Bally Sports Midwest. Bring home another winner tonight. I'm sure the Cardinals will get it done against Spencer Strider. Guys, it's going to be a fun one tonight. Going to be a challenge for sure. And yeah, I'm going to go keep playing with my organ. I'll see you, boys. That a boy. Well said. That's our guy, Brad Thompson, here on 101 ESPN. Just good stuff. Good, clean fun from BT, oh, yeah. as always. Yep. yep. All right, we're going to do a very quick AFC North preview next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Time to go around the NFL with a Fastlane season preview of 
the AFC North. All right, AFC North time. This this division, I think, is going to be fascinating to watch all season long. Marsh, who do you have winning the AFC North? Well, I was giving this team's quarterback a little bit of grief. I believe it might have been last week or the week before saying that they would not be a, a Super Bowl contender or a AFC title contender. Mm-hmm. I will stick to that because I do believe this team will have a great regular season, and that is the Baltimore Ravens. I have the Ravens winning it as well. They are my number one seed in the AFC. Wow. Are shaking it up here with the conference leaders. I like the Ravens as well. I think Lamar Jackson has has himself. If he could stay healthy, I think Lamar Jackson's in the MVP conversation by the end of the year. Strong defensively, good O line, good weapons, and Lamar finally has an offense coordinator that will allow him to throw the ball outside the numbers, which is big. Yeah. Yeah, that's assuming he can handle a bigger playbook. So we'll find out. Why do you say that? Um, Just because we haven't seen it yet. So we'll find out. Maybe he is an MVP. Maybe he isn't. Anthony, uh, either way, I have the Bengals winning this. Joe Burrow about to become apparently the highest paid player in ever in the NFL. I don't know how that's possible when you get Deshaun Watson's contract sitting out there. Um, But... And the Bengals. Joe Burrow, there's no reason to think that the Bengals cannot win this division. Uh, I do feel like the Ravens are going to have a hell of a year, and I think they're going to push the Bengals right to the end. But I I think the Bengals, for me, uh, win this division. I got the Steelers in second with a wild card berth. Wow. What is wrong with you today? This guy hates defenses. He loves to hate defense. What are you talking about? Loves to hate the D. The Steelers. The Steelers have. I feel like he loves the D. Steelers have the top defense in. See, in that division, he loves it. Can't get enough of it. I'm thinking the the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh The reason why you don't necessarily like them is because of their D. Correct. Thereof. There we go. The lack thereof. They lost both starting safeties in in the off season. I think their front seven. Is very good, but I have question. I have questions about the, the the secondary for Cincinnati, and I think the the Steelers they can get after the pass. I love their secondary. They're going to force a ton of turnovers. I'm not the biggest Kenny Pickett fan, but Kenny Pickett had his moments last year. I think the Steelers finish second and get a wild card berth. I've got the Bengals third in this division. I got the Browns fourth, and I actually think the Bengals and Browns are still going to have pretty good seasons. I just don't have them playoff uh, playoff teams. It's a stacked division. It's a stacked conference. I don't know where your head's at today. I don't. Like, honestly, like I, I'm fine with you picking the Ravens to win this division because I think they're going to be there. But your takes on like Green Bay and and now with Pittsburgh and the Bengals not making the playoffs, like it's just not what I expected. Well, I'm sorry that I did not live up to your expectations, Jamie. But I gotta be. It me. hasn't happened very often, but I gotta be me. It's happened today. Mm. And if you want to go against Mike Tomlin, who has never had a losing season, mm-hmm. that's your right. I'm not Jamie. worried about Mike Tomlin. Go for it. I'm worried about Kenny Pickett. Mm. Like I'll go this against man, Kenny Pickett. This man tomorrow. won with somebody named Duck Hodges. What did you say? Mike Tomlin won with somebody named Duck Hodges. Oh. Who I don't even think is in the league anymore. What did he win? Eight games. 
with a combination of mm. Mason Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. Mm-hmm. And you're going to go against that guy? Yeah. Go that for guy. it, man. Um, oh, yeah. Steelers. Mm. Second no. in this division. They'll be third in this division, but yeah. they're not going to be second. Bengals. Second in this division for me. They are the five seed in the AFC for me. Jamie Steelers. Third place will miss the playoffs. They'll be right around with the Dolphins and the Jets. The Jets will edge them out for that seven seed. However, now you're talking. I do like the Steelers' defense, but we don't really know what Kenny Pickett is. I'm hearing some good things. Najee Harris can't run the ball more than 20 yards at a time. What is this offense going to look like? He might not room? even he might not even be the starting running back at the end of the year. You know. That's Ozzie why I drafted Jalen Warren on my team. Walked out. Tough day. Yeah, insider, Pittsburgh Steeler yeah. insider Jamie Rivers said in the office today that he walked off the field. Yeah, he walked off the field when he found out that Kenny got- Pickett is the only offensive captain. Meanwhile, last year they had three captains. Najee mm-hmm. Harris, uh, Mitchie Football, and Kenny Pickett. Well, obviously Mitchie Football, they didn't you know, anoint him as a captain, but they just left Najee Harris out. He's pissed yeah. off. I mean, maybe the practice was over and he walked off, but he walked off the field. He still at one point walked off that field. For for sure. Jamie was with us in Creve Corps. He's got no idea what's going on with the Steelers. Oh, I... Anthony, hey, people habits. are plugged in. Thank you, Andrew. And Thank you know you. what, Jamie? You've been talking about the Bengals' offensive line being terrible and, no. and getting Joe Burrow killed. Yeah, look, you and made now you're Super like, you're, you're, look, you're looking at me sideways on this. A guy made it to Fine. a Super Bowl Marsh, getting you're, murdered. You're tracking all this, right? I am tracking it, yes. Okay, good. Oh, I sure hope you are. <laughs> We're going to revisit a lot of these throughout the course of the year because there's a lot of dissension. We got the Pittsburgh White Sox right here. We got the Green Bay White Sox. (laughs) Okay. You know what? (laughs) You're right. The Finches were a bad idea. All right. You know what? I I actually, I think I picked the White Sox to win that division too. But my goodness, did I not have them in the World Series? I had the Mets. They could have been in the World Series. (laughs) And I know they were trying. Were they? He the guy's, apparently. The guy's sleeping in the bullpen. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Maybe I didn't know meditating. that when I picked the White Sox on uh, opening day. All right. I mean, we all had the Cardinals winning this division. and Well, yeah. Bad division. Woof. Yeah. Guys, quick question for you. Sure. Um, all of us unanimously had the Cleveland Browns last place in this division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? I, you know what? I wasn't 100% convinced of that. I'll be completely honest. I almost had Cincinnati last now you're just trying to hurt me. Why? You're yeah, not I a Bengals fan. I can see the way fan. you do this. I see the way you fight. You're not a Bengals and fan. It's not a discussion. It's you just try to hurt the people around you. Who do you think the next Cincinnati Bengals team you're is going to be? You're taking it that way. The team that Anthony well, just completely craps on. <laughs> I'm not giving it to you that way. Yeah, you're you just are. You're just assuming I'm giving it to me angry. Come on. Tired of that. All right. Marsh is telling us to wrap up. He wants to do the what's trending. Wants so let's break it off? Yeah, he does. Hmm. Let's talk what's trending next here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. What's going on in the world of sports? The Fast Lane has you covered with what's trending now. Brought to you by Goodwill. Donate to Goodwill and get a Lion's Choice Sandwich Coupon.
Welcome to the Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN. Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. What's so funny? <laughs> Just Anthony's NFL picks. Still laughing about that. They are pretty funny. <laughs> Anyways, guys, What's Trending is Guns N' Roses. They're coming here to... The year. Say, uh, what? <laughs> Would you let the man do his job, please? Guns and you, Roses. You guys want to work it out? <laughs> Guns and Roses, you said. I'll yes. see you tomorrow. Guns and what? Guns and Roses. Oh, yeah. What do you think I said? Guns and Hoses. Oh, well, that's that's a great I know. event. It's but, an amazing no, event. That's why Guns I, I thought you said that. Oh, I, but listen, Jamie. Huh. Clean the crap out of your ears, huh, kid? 101 ESPN has your chance to score wrong. a pair of tickets right now to see Guns N' Roses with special guest, the Pretenders, this Saturday night is at Bush Stadium. Is that a weird uh, match, yes, by the way? Yes, it totally is. Yes, we'll, I don't get that. We'll talk but, about that in hey, a second. Great. Uh, tickets for the show are now on sale, and you can get four select tickets for just $90. Get your tickets now at cardinals.com slash Guns N' Roses or text in 314-399-9646 for your chance to win free tickets to the show. You can also find a bonus chance to win tickets at 101ESPN.com or your 101 mobile app. Jamie, you got our uh, trivia question for this this one. Yeah, earlier today we gave away Guns N' Roses tickets and following that I asked the guys here what their favorite songs were and then we we did break it up and said, you know, what's your favorite like hype up song and what's your favorite like ballad from Guns N' Roses? And Anthony Stalter dropped a song on us that we'd never heard of before as his favorite uh, hype up song from Guns N' Roses. So the trivia question is what is Anthony Stalter's favorite hype-up Guns N' Roses song? I don't even know if I gave you the other one, like a ballad. I just, you didn't even want to give another one. No. You're like, I love this one so much. I was shocked that you had never heard of it. I wasn't alone. No, but there were a lot of people that never heard of it. People in the a, music industry. And there was a lot of people Axel that did. Rose texted me and said, I don't even remember that song. We went. That, we went out in the hallway earlier, what and did you do? it was it was split, and I was a little disgusted by the fact that some people didn't know this Guns N' Roses Guns N' Roses song, but nevertheless, Jamie, mm. it's an absolute gem. Alright, that's what's trending here in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We've got uh, What? That's it? Yeah, that's it. Huh. So we asked earlier, we mm. asked earlier, would you lock up Walker or Gorman right now if you're the Cardinals? Got your mic drops next on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Your time check is brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers, an officially licensed Rolex jeweler. Jamie Rivers, Andrew Marsh, I'm Anthony Stalter. Earlier today, MLB.com, Cardinals insider John Denton was on with BK and Ferrario, uh, T-Bone, filling in for Alex Ferrario alongside uh, Brandon Kiley. And they asked John Denton whether or not the Cardinals should look at signing both Jordan Walker and or Nolan Gorman uh, long term. Getting ahead of it a little bit here. Here's what John Denton had to say. Look at this Braves team. Alex Anthopoulos uh, with the Braves is, is a is a baseball genius. Uh, you know all their key pieces are in place. It would make sense to do that now. You know, can you get a hometown discount? Can you? You know, a lot of times you give the kid the money, the security that that he doesn't have right now, uh, in exchange for you know maybe a smaller deal. Uh, I think it would be wise to do that with Jordan Walker. I think it would be wise to do that with Nolan Gorman. Uh, you know, th- this team knows 
that they have big needs to fill this offseason. They've got to work on their pitching staff first, their starting staff, and their relievers. And then after that, that's when you maybe look at trying to lock up some of these pieces because, you know, for the next 10, 12 years, I mean, I joked with Ali Marmol last night. You know, you can almost write it in pencil. Nolan Gorman, Lars Newtbar, and Jordan Walker are going to be the heart of your lineup going forward for the next 10 years. So, we asked for your mic drops on this very topic. And before Jamie and I dive into what we would do when it comes to either signing Jordan Walker and or Nolan Gorman, let's hear from James. Hey, boys. Uh, I think it's kind of smart to go ahead and, and, and I would do it with Gorman and Walker, is buy out some of their arbitration years. You know, go ahead and extend them. I wouldn't go crazy, but, you know, you're obviously going to pay them for what they've done and the potential of what they could do. And I would rather go ahead and pay them now. Yes, they're cost-controlled, but if you pay them now, you're not going to have to break the bank. I would rather go ahead and take care of that now, knowing that they have security, you have security with them on your team, and that's one less thing they have to worry about. They go out and play, you know, and you know, just carefree and not worried about a contract. We've seen with Tyler O'Neill what worrying about a contract or being in a contract year can do. You could also look at the equivalent of, you know, Vladimir Tarasenko with the Blues and a con, you know, but you know, just making sure that there's a security there and not having to worry about it down the road, I think it's smart to lock up Gorman and Walker. So it was James giving kind of the pro take on whether or not the Cardinals should sign Jordan Walker and or Gorman. Here's Nicholas, and he's got a differing view viewpoint. Hey, guys. What I would do with Jordan Walker and Nolan Gorman, uh, I wouldn't lock him up just yet. I, Gorman, maybe. Maybe I'd go into this offseason and say, hey, we want to sign you for a five, six-year extension worth X amount of money. Jordan Walker, you need to wait at least one more year. Figure out what that kid's got in his second year up here at the big leagues. If the numbers are still as good as they are within his, this year, then yes, sign him up to a seven, eight-year deal. But you need to let Walker do his thing for another year before you lock him up. Gorman, immediately lock him up. I've seen enough. I was on the camp of trading. Go get Sean Murphy, trade Nolan Gorman. Well, you kind of make me bought the shoe on that one, didn't you? See you guys. All right, that uh, was Nick? Yes. All right, Nick, thank Nicholas. you for uh, – Nicholas, thank you for the mic drop. I, I disagree a little bit on that one. I think if you're going to do one, you do both. And I understand his thought process on Gorman, but look at – the way Jordan Walker's trending right now. Anthony, we were looking up some stuff in the office before the show, and last year Gorman had 14 home runs for the Cardinals in 313-ish plate appearances. Yeah. I think Jordan Walker now has 15 in like 348 or something. Something, yeah. He's got more plate appearances, but yeah. the power is there. So what makes you think he's going to get worse? But honestly, I think it's going to go the other way. Mm. And you, because you look at Nolan Gorman this year, and what's he got? Twenty-five bombs now, twenty-four bombs, something like that. Yeah. What makes you think Jordan Walker's not going to do the same thing? And and then what? Because if you set the market with Nolan Gorman, let's say you extend him, give him a nice chunk of change, Jordan Walker looks at that and says, "Well, I'm three years younger than this guy, and I'm equaling his output. Yeah, that number doesn't work for me yeah. anymore." So I, I think if the Cardinals are going to do something like this, I think they commit. We've often, we've, we want to talk about the Cardinals doing something for a change that's out of character. Mm -hmm. This is one of them. One is go spend 
on the open market. I still don't know if that's going to happen. And when I mean spend, I mean like get nasty. Go, 30 million on a pitcher. Mm-hmm. And be like, yep, we're doing it. I don't know what's going to happen, but we're doing it. This would be another one. Go extend two young phenomenons. I mean that for real because the the power that Nolan Gorman has and the fact that I know the back is a little bit of a question mark right now, but the you know in the offseason he'll have some work to do there and get taken care of. But these guys, they're, they're where they project to be in the next two to three years, they're not even close to their prime right now. Like Jordan Walker just turned 21 at the start of the season. Yeah. And we're seeing this kid now, like multiple extended games streaks with hits. Like not just like, oh, it happened once. He's had multiple streaks right. throughout this season. So I, if I'm going to sign one, I sign them both. You might be wondering why would you, why would the Cardinals be why would they entertain signing two young guys when they don't have to? The reason is Anthony Rizzo. Madison Baumgartner and Matt Carpenter's first contract. Just to name, just to name a couple of guys. Those are the reasons why you would do it. Anthony Rizzo signed a deal with the Padres that was well below what his market would have been had he hit free agency. You know, at at at, at you know after arbitration, winds up being a steal for the Cubs. Not as much of a steal as what the Giants had with Madison Baumgartner. He didn't make his money until after mm-hmm. he got that first contract. It was with the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the, who eventually released him because he was terrible, uh, that, he, that he got his big money. The Giants signed him early. You know, Obviously, he got, he got millions of dollars, so it's all relative. But Madison Baumgartner went on to help the Giants win three World Series championships at a fraction of the cost of what he should have been paid because he signed early. Matt Carpenter, we all remember the second contract, the first one was an absolute steal. If you flip the two, you probably we're like, ah, okay, no big deal. But because Matt Carpenter signed that contract extension that second time, when really Mo didn't have to do it, mm-hmm. that's the one we remember. He he was on a, an absolute. The Cardinals got a fleecing of deal based on his production. That's why you would sign these guys early, despite the fact that they haven't gone through arbitration. You beat the market. And you're paying them, to your point, Jamie, during their prime seasons. Mm-hmm. You don't wait, and then they hit the open market, and then it's going to cost you triple. Or, or you won't be able to afford it. Or you it. won't be able to afford it. That's why you would at least entertain this. I would do it. I don't think the Cardinals will because of what you said. Because they just don't do it. They're going to have to. No, they actually do it more so than you'd think. DeYoung got a deal like that. Wong got a deal like that, and so did, I guess this to a certain extent, Carlos Martinez. They have signed guys before, arbit- like yeah, during I'm the arbitration about, process. This, this to me would be, um, this to me would be benchmark settings. Yes, signings. Like Paul DeYoung doesn't get the money that these guys get. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I look at this. This is as, Michael Harris. Yeah, exactly. Money, we, we're, we're currently in the middle of a series against the Atlanta Braves that have you know, taken this model and ran with it, why not? Yeah. I mean, you look at these two young stud players, and yes, there's always question marks. There always is. But I feel like this is the opportunity. These are the two guys you do it on. Mm-hmm. And now you have your your young studs for the years to come, 
You got Nolan Arenado. They still get a good chunk of change on him as far as what, four years after this one, I think, is what he still has with the Cardinals. Something more in there. I think he had yeah, five years. He had an opt out with five years left in his deal. I think I'm talking. He's either got three or four after this. Yeah. Whatever the case, you got you got some runway after Paul Goldschmidt. I think the Cardinals will extend him a year. I think he'll get two more years here next year in another season. Now's the time to do it. Now you know what. You, now you know your cost is for the team. Here's here's our cost. Not like well, we have to worry about next year because we got arbitration with Walker. We got arbitration with this guy, and then oh, we got to worry about them walking now because they got pissed off during the process, and now they just want to play out their time as Cardinals, and then they're going to bounce. Take all of that out of the equation mm-hmm. and do something unique. Do something that the Braves did, and just show confidence in the players. But at the same time, four years from now, those deals could be pennies on the dollar to where you're laughing, going, "I cannot believe we have both of these players." These great players for that low yeah. of a cost. They won't do it though, because you're saving money right now with those two players being in the arbit. I, I, I think they're but pre-arb. Flip it though. Like if you're John Mose, like you got to pay for pitchers. We'll, we'll, we'll make it up on the back end. I realize that, but you got to pay for pitchers. You need three. You need three starters. I look, Jamie. I would do it. The Cardinals aren't going to do it because they have young cost control players. Why nothing's changing? But you, but you need, but but you have so to spend change. the damn money. You have to spend them on pitching. I know, spend it at both places. What's the problem? I got no problem with it. It's not my money. I understand. I'll that. spend Bill DeWitt's money anytime he wants. I know. But I don't think I don't think they're going to do it. But this is where I think they have to break the mold. They have to change the model right now and lock up some young, certain players. It's what I would look at. Is these guys are like the future. Hey. This is the guys. Hey. And in fact, I'd even entertain. A year from now, taking this model and applying it to someone like Mason Wynn, if he continues continues to trend in the right direction. Lock up your young studs and then go spend money. Mm-hmm. Instead of worrying about trading Gorman to get that one pitcher yeah. that you may have for a couple of years. Jamie, there's two there's two kinds of people in the world. Okay. You ever take you ever take the kids to it's a like a young the... bull and an old bull on top of the mountain, Anthony? Not that one. Okay. You ever take the kids to uh, like the frozen yogurt places? No, no, Never? no. Oh, that's right, because you got the you get the teeth. No, I just don't take them there. I don't want them to be happy. <laughs> it's very honest. Sometimes I even tease them. I'm like, "You guys want to go to yogurt?" Well, yeah. Like, yeah. I go, no. No, not going. No, I don't do. I do take them. I'm joking. Okay, so I got the different varieties, right? You go, <laughs> you get the different. Like, you know, you, you take the kids. They get the different yogurt, frozen yogurt, and then you go over to the toppings, right? Some people. Load load up the toppings. Maybe even the mix. They get a little mix going with the with the yogurt. Okay, then the toppings. Mm-hmm. Just an explosion of flavor in your mouth. Okay, I can visualize it right now. Exactly. So that's that's one side of the world. Then there's the Cardinals, and they go to frozen yogurt, and they look at all of the different toppings and all of the different frozen yogurts, and they find the they find the vanilla. <laughs> They pour the vanilla. Not too much, though. Not too much. Yeah, because you don't need to overdo it. Oh, I'm overdoing it every time. No, you Them, know, the Cardinals. Cardinals. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, right, yeah. You don't want to overdo it. So they put a little bit in. You just okay? need a taste. Just a little. Then they kind of swirl it around a little bit, and then they go over the toppings, and they look. They always look. They look. They see they've got the heath. They might even ask for a sample. Yeah, a little heath crumbles. Mm. Right? Maybe some, or- some Oreo dustings. Maybe... 
Either it's a gummy bears if Anthony, you really want to get frisky. Sprinkles. I do not like sprinkles, but mm. nonetheless, That's what they're they there. put on it. They put there. on they put on the worst stuff. No, Marsh. They don't put no, on Marsh. They look is what I'm saying. Well, they're not putting they anything look. on it. And then they go. And then they go. You know what? This vanilla ice cream is yeah. just fine. We'll get by with this vanilla exactly. ice cream. Exactly. And then they go to the counter. Little Carl Gunnarsson. They go to the counter, <laughs> and they put it on the little scale. Okay. And the little scale reads out, and they go, okay, all right. I, I'm not thrilled about this price, but um, I, you know, I, I'm going to buy this vanilla frozen yogurt. Wow. That's the Cardinals. And you're telling me you're going to change the mold? I don't think so, man. I didn't say they're going to. I said they need to. Not put any hot fudge on that. <laughs> they want no they caramel swirls. Fudge, caramel, marshmallow, dud, cookie crumbles, whatever, whatever the hell they've got. Everything. Nope. In fact, give me a bigger dish. Yeah. I want more. And then you, and then we're we're there as Cardinals fans. You're like, hey, what about the toppings? And they're yeah. like, well, we looked. This person, and they want you to say they they basically want you to be like, oh well, they looked good for them. That's good. I feel good about this. They didn't do it though. They no, just looked. We're at the, the people who are like, how do you not like that topping? Right. Like I go to frozen yogurt places, and I don't know what to get. Yeah. Because there's too many options that I love. So you get all of them. No, I don't. I have to pick one, but I usually try and pick the best one. Usually I put mine up on the little scale. It's like, that'll be twenty two ninety five. Yeah. And then you start scooping it out. <laughs> and you go, no. No. You can't put the <laughs> put on the counter. Back. No. Now what does it weigh? Yeah. That's why you got I want to do that so bad 1865. one time. All right, you got to eat it before you uh, bring it up to the counter. The guy... <laughs> I wonder what they do. If you're sitting there, it's like twelve ninety nine or whatever, and you're like, nah, hang on. What are they going to do right now? It's, it's a poor high schooler back there. Walking in someone's summer job. They got He's their like, hands. I don't care what you yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't get me fired. Exactly. Are you a uh, frozen yogurt type person or like a custard person? Uh, they're different, right? Yeah. they're Yeah. Di- yeah. I, it's all good to me. Quite frankly, yeah, yeah it all yeah. does taste the same. <laughs> it's outstanding. All right, I hope that clarified everything for for people. Yeah, it was definitely different than the grocery store analogy that you use. Your boy uses that a lot, doesn't he? Boy, no. Okay, guys. What? Un- I'm just saying. Un- hey, uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. You hated the Packers pick. <laughs> so bad. You hated the Steelers pick. So bad. You don't like the grocery shopping one anymore. I get it, guys. I was fine with that. the grocery shopping. Apparently, Andrew's been harboring. <laughs> I never said that. Here, my God. I'm just pointing something out. Gee, Uncle, I get it. I've heard you. Okay. Holy smokes. We got our sports six pack coming up. Three one four three nine nine ninety six forty six. We'll do that next in the fast lane on one hundred one ESPN. We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on one hundred one ESPN. It's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is refreshed by Maggie O'Brien's. Your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over 42 years. All right, time for the Sports Six Pack in the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. 314-399-9646 is the Air Comfort Service tax line. If you got a question for Jamie, Marsh, or myself, send it there. Hit it, Marsh. Question number one. All right, we were just talking about 
Jordan Walker and Nolan Gorman and whether or not we'd re-sign them long-term at this moment. From the 314, I agree with signing those guys long-term. What do you think is a good deal for both sides? What would uh, what would look like look like for the two? What would that look like for the two? Value one over the other, question mark? Well, Jordan Walker is, what, younger? She's 21. She's 21, yeah. Gorman is, what, 23, 24? Uh, 24, I believe. But I'll find out, Anthony, while you're making your argument. So you're you're looking at what Julio Rodriguez got from the Mariners. He finalized it with the Mariners. That was ex- expected to guarantee him more than $200 million. That's That's the type of deal you're kind of looking at. <clears throat> Gorman's 23. Okay. So for Walker, Walker is probably going to get if you were to do this, um, right around what Julio Rodriguez got, two hundred million, the deal is expected to guarantee him more than two hundred million, with the poss- possibility of earning him four hundred fifty million plus. Over how many years? Uh, let's see. Because that to me makes a difference. Yeah. What is his contract? Um, hang me, hang with me here. It's got to be 10, 10 years, right? I believe so. It is twelve. 12. Okay, so, all right. Um, I mean... 209 mil over 12. I don't think the contract would look like that. I think that J-Rod had more success earlier, so I don't think that that would be your benchmark. He did put up bigger numbers. Yeah, he did. A year ago. Now, he was 22, so I mean, we're talking know, about but, similar similar age range. But I age think range. that the Cardinals could tell the the agents, like, listen, they're two really good young players, but they're not J-Rod. Yeah. So, let's get out of that range, maybe dial it back a notch here. So, Rodriguez a year ago had 28 home runs. 75 driven in, 25 stolen base. Stolen bases. <sighs> Slug 509, OPS 853. He had a better season. He had a better rookie season. So what did he have last year? What are you looking for? Uh, J-Rod, give me those numbers again, please. 28 home runs. Yeah. 75 mm-hmm. RBI. 25 stolen bases. Yeah. A slug of 509. Okay. An OPS of 853. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's Nolan Gorman from this year. And I'm talking about Walker in comparison to Rodriguez, not Gorman. And don't forget Walker's 30 right. RBIs in the uh, month of August. Yeah. No, that was J-Rod. That was J-Rod. Yeah, J-Rod. Yeah. yeah. What did I say, Walker? You yeah. said Walker. Um, well, so, I'm talking about for maybe Walker, next Jamie, not Gorman. So you're using J-Rod for Walker? Yes. Okay, well, this because is interesting. Age, because of the age. Okay, but we're talking a year older mm-hmm. for Gorman. Uh, 26 home runs this year. So I'm comparing it to last year, because last year was like J-Rod's breakout year, correct? Yes, yes. his rookie year. So, so let's, let's last year was not was a rookie year for Gorman, but this is his first full year. 26 home runs, 73 RBI, slug of 475, OPS of 796. So slug and OPS um, off of J-Rod's pace, but 73 RBI, and the season's not done. This is currently, this is in progress. Mm -hmm. So although I don't think he'll, I still don't think he falls in that category. It's kind of wild to think of what the numbers are that, that Gorman's putting up right now. Yeah. I think the other comp would be Michael Harris, who got eight that's years. That's what I was thinking. Eight years, seventy-two million. So that's what—that's more along the lines that I was thinking. Now he's, he was twenty-two when he signed the deal. So twenty-one. So it falls in. So for either player, whether you're twenty-three or twenty-one, you got the eight-year deal. I mean, it's tomato, tomato, really. Mm-hmm. 
I would approach both of these players with the Michael Harris deal. See where I, it goes. I, I mean, I would and too. see where it goes. Yeah, I would too. Absolutely. All right. Question Call number two. Get him online for me, hmm? please. Yeah. Uh, from the 636, and we were talking about the Detroit Lions earlier. We had our NFC North preview from the 636. Weird how the Vikings have a dog poop defense and made it to the playoffs, but all the Lions have to do is show up. Uh, their defense is just a little bit. Uh, their defense just needs to show up a little bit, and they're super. And they're a Super Bowl team. Thoughts on why the Lions can have a sucky defense, but the Vikings can't? I, listen, I I can't help you with that. Ask Jamie and Marsh. Jamie specifically, who loves the Lions. <laughs> I've been saying the defense isn't that good. The, the Lions defense is a huge problem. I've been saying that all offseason. And Jamie just keeps beating that drum, that Dan Campbell drum. It's a bad defense. Jamie. We don't know yet. Anthony haven't played a game yet. So why don't you just terrible hold on a year ago? Just, okay, let's base off a year ago? Yeah. Really? Really? Couldn't the Cardinals stop last year were a first-place team a year ago. Where are they now? Things oh. change, Mox. You're the starting quarterback now. <laughs> uh, to this extra point, I'm with you. I'm, I'm with, with you 100%. You. Oh, I've got all your guys' backs. Whatever. Exactly. All right, we'll continue the Sports exactly. 6 back. We also need a new Beat the Streak contestant. Maybe we'll do Beat the Streak at the uh, the end of the show. Beat the Streak. Text in BTS to the Air Comfort Service tax line 314-399-9646. More of your Sports 6 back questions here on 101 ESPN. Back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. I have a question. It's time for the Fast Lane to answer your sports questions. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Asking me all these weird questions. Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is refreshed by Maggie O'Brien's. Your go-to Irish pub in St. Louis for over 42 years. It's a fast line on 101 ESPN. Let's continue our sports six-pack. Question number three. All right, gentlemen from the 314. What does everyone see in Newt Bar? I just don't get it. I mean, Newt, despite the injuries, has had a, a an, an outstanding season for the Cardinals. He is... I mean, if he if he stayed healthy all year, and I, I get maybe that's that's part of the reason why you're not buying into it, but uh, the numbers that he has put up when healthy are among the best offensively on the team. Defensively, he's got a strong arm, plays all three positions. You know, I think his I think his best his best spot is in right field. But I'm trying to pull up his offensive numbers as of right now. But uh, he's got a little bit of pop. Use all. You know all uh, areas on the field. Mm-hmm. Newt's going to be your lead. he can be, he can lead off. You don't have another leadoff hitter. I know Edmund can do it at times, but I, I think I think Newt's been fantastic. Yeah, Newt's been great. He really has been <clears throat> for a guy that was nowhere really on the depth chart until he was actually here, and even then we're like, who the heck is this Newt Bar guy? To where he's left, uh, I mean, just his mark. I mean, he plays all three outfield positions, does a great job at that. And he, he the one thing I love about Newt is his effort level. Yep. Doesn't give up on a play. 
defensively, offensively. He plays through the injuries. Uh, he's a glue guy. His teammates like him. He's a he's a he's a building block for what you have moving forward. Unless you feel like you need to trade somebody to get that pitcher. Now I know why teams were adamant about wanting Lars Newbar in the offseason. Yeah, is they saw this coming. Hey, honestly, this would have ended up being an, another Randy Rosarena type thing. He's got he's he's twenty five. I know he's been everything what you were hoping Dylan Carlson would be. And I'm not I'm not one that's that's completely given up on Carlson, but Lars Newbar has been significantly better. If this was Dylan Carlson, I think we, based on the numbers, you know, he said he hasn't played a full season. He's he's got 94 games played, 275 average, 13 home runs, 40 driven in, and 8.21 OPS. If those were Dylan Carlson's numbers, we'd be we'd be celebrating Dylan Carlson cashing in on his prospect currency. Newt's been Newt, Newt's been excellent, and hopefully he'll have a full season next year where he's completely healthy. Question number four. All right, from the 636, you walk into the store for a six-pack. What six-pack are you picking up? Uh, this one's easy for me. Here in St. Louis, Bud Select. It's my go-to. I'm a and, Budweiser guy. Well, yeah, okay. Well, Bud Select, Budweiser, I get it. Well, one's the king of beers, one is not. So I was drinking a Budweiser <laughs> at the wedding I was at. Really? I ordered two Budweisers, and everyone like Bud was Select. staring at me like I was an alien. Because you're up in because I was Wisconsin. up in Wisconsin yeah. with my Minnesota friends. They're like, "Why are you drinking that?" I go, "It's the king of it's beers." The king of beers. Did you say give me two Bud heavies? I just said give me two buds. Nothing heavy about it, baby. Yeah. I said give me two buds. I bought nice um, an incredible amount of Bud Select mm. over the weekend. I do like Bud Select. And Bud Select is good. It yeah. was really, really good. I'm not. I'm not a big IPA guy. No. Nope. I'm not a big... I want um, my beer to taste like beer. Yeah. That's like me. The, it's just me, Anthony. The hazy, whatever. I, I just... Yeah. Give me, give me some Budweiser. Just I do... Damn beer. You like what, Kona Big Wave? Yeah. It's funny. I just had one over the weekend. Nice. Yeah, I did too. Solid. Yeah, that's solid. I... During... During October, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but during October, I do I do like the pumpkin beers. Mm. Nope. No thanks. I didn't figure you'd you'd be on board nope, with that. I do like. Even, don't even let me smell it. I do like the pumpkin beers, the uh, Schlafly pumpkin beer. It, I get it. You do it for the month, and that's it. Once it, it, it's October only. Once it's November, I'm done. I just can't do it. I want beer. Just yeah. give me beer. Yeah, I get it. That's it. Just can't do it. Just what? personal preference. I like the uh, the high noon the high noon packs. If it's like a nice nice day. Get a couple high noons. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's... Now you're creeping into Selterville? Yeah, yeah no. no. I will no, during the like summer. Those are way better than like White Claw or any of that stuff. That stuff's just, no, I'm not about that. The high noons, though, those are good. During the summer, like I just got done with the lawn. Maybe I'm grilling. I don't mind a, uh, a summer shandy. Oh, those are fantastic. I'll allow it. I'll Nice, Come on, those nice are unbelievable. Day. I said nice I'll summer. allow it, Marshall. <laughs> no, that, that was like, ah, I don't, I, don't, I well, personally want to no, do it. But. Fairness, in fairness to Jamie, he wants he, he wants his beer to taste yeah. like beer. And, That's and fine. Those are, and I said I'll allow it. Those are a little. What the hell's your problem? Well, I, I have a massive he's, problem. He's at least allowing <laughs> Jamie's allowing that over 
we're, we're the category. You're like drifting in to totally the, drifting. He's trying to drag to us into Seltzerville. Yeah, I'm, I, not dra- I'm not getting into Seltzerville. I'm not dragging you, you there. Are, you're subtly dragging us over with high noons. Not really it never a asked about. It said a six well, what pack. What is it categorized as? It's a seltzer. Okay. I'm not getting a six pack I'm not, of seltzer. I'm not walking in and being like, hey, by the way, Anthony, Jamie, I'm going to buy you guys some high noons. <laughs> I'm buying myself a high noon. You buy a me a high, high noon, noon and I'm going to give them to my kids. You have to understand that I am nicer than what I I'm closer to the age of your kids than I am you guys. Okay, March, wow. you know, every you know day you got to rub it in our face that you're younger. Yeah. We get it. I, I see the angle here. He's trying to hurt us right yeah, now. Yeah, he is. What a jerk. Yeah, Jamie, if you and I had feelings, it's that, that would That damn AC! Yeah. You've been messing you've been with me a, all day. You've been a monster all day today, Marsh. I need some since the, sleep. Since the opening segment, you have been I an have absolute been. monster to Jamie and I. Marsh, all you have to do is call Ron, the Wizard of Comfort. All right, he'll Tell take him. care of you. Oh. And uh, give him a call at uh, 636-500-COOL. Yeah. Mm. Tell him Jamie and Anthony. Come on. You. It's easy to remember. All right, all right. Question number five. From the 314, would you guys rather be able to throw a 95-plus mile-per-hour fastball or have an unbelievably wicked curveball? 95. 95, I'm getting picked up by scouts. The curve. Yeah. They're not not looking unless I'm throwing Mm 90-plus. So if I'm tipping the scales at 95, Jamie, I'm getting a look. So 95 all day. Are you really, though? Because 95 is the new 85. Guys are pitching 99 to 100. Mm. So I I don't know. I'd rather have an absolutely unbelievable curveball so that I could pitch for 20 years and get paid for that rather than three years. And then I've got Tommy John. and then you get picked up. Then my velo drops and, you know, nah. Look, Jamie, one thing you and I can agree on, I would love an absolute hammer as well. Okay, bet you would. You know? We can yeah, agree who on that. Though, really? Exactly. We all want. We I all so. want a hammer. Yep. A well said. nice curveball, right? But ninety-five's getting me looks. But when guys are swinging and missing me all day too, long, but... when, I'm, when I'm throwing that bender right in there, <laughs> they're looking. I tell you that much. Marsh, you got one more for us? Yeah, actually, I have uh, something from. <laughs> Something from the text line, uh, by the way, the, from the 618, High Noon is not a seltzer, it's a vodka drink. It's like a vodka-type uh, seltzer. Marshy's brother just texted. No, he doesn't <laughs> drink those. My bottom High Noons. He doesn't drink those. Okay, fair enough. We stand corrected, Marsh. Oh, yeah. So. Question number six. Guys, Chris Jones thinks that if he can come back after this contract debacle, that he might be able to play tomorrow night. Do you see that happening at all? I could, yeah. Why not? I don't know. I don't know why. Like why but not? I can totally see Did it. Did they change the playbook on defense? <laughs> no, they didn't. No, go get the quarterback, just go, Chris. Yeah, just like you always have. Just do what you do, man. He might have to be a, a, on a on a snap count, but he said if a deal gets done, I can be out there tomorrow. I'm sure. I'm sure he's working out. Yeah, he's uh, not know. sitting at home. No. Yeah. Just doing oh, they're nothing. Not? They're not playing video games. Well, and... he might still be playing video games. It's not Kyler Murray, no, you know? Ah, what do you think Kyler Murray's doing? Playing uh, video games. Playing video games. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. just pissing people off. Probably. probably. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's the Fast Lane on 101 ESPN. We got Beat the Streak, and we'll wrap up the show next. We're right back.
back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Baseball. All of my successes depend on me. You ready to hit? The hits just keep on coming. And his first big league hit is a bullet up the middle. All right, time to play Beat the Streak here on 101 ESPN. We've got a new contestant. Barry joins us. What's up, Barry? Hey, hey, how we doing, boys? Doing all right, my man. Appreciate you joining us today. Uh, You will be going, I think, third, right, Marsh? Because... Second, who else lost us? I third. Okay, yeah, I lost in the contestant loss. So, uh, what is what is our streaks? All right, Jamie leads the pack with three. Way to go, Jamie! I am at one. Atta boy, Marsh. Anthony at zero. Nah. And Barry is now stepping up to the plate for an opportunity to beat the streak. I like what you did there. That was pretty good, yeah. wasn't it? Nice yeah. job. You didn't realize it, did you? No, I no, didn't. I have right. no idea. No, nope. I'm really yeah. proud of you too. Thank yeah. you. Uh, thanks a lot, Ronald Acuna Jr. He's done nothing all year. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, um, Jamie, what yeah. do you got? Uh, I'm Matt Olson. Bottom line. Yeah. You, think, you think Dakota Hudson's squeaking by him? Nice try. I didn't think that Miles Michaelis was going to squeak one by Ronald Acuna Jr., but lo and behold, he did. Yeah, he did. squeaked one right in there. Yeah, he did. Hmm. All right, Matt Olson's off the board. Marsh, who do you got? I'm going to go with... Oh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Oh, boy. Unbelievable. There it is. Unbelievable. Okay, uh, Barry, who would you like? All right. I was hoping he was there. I'm going to go with Ozzy Albies. <laughs> Three Braves off the board so far. I was going to go Albies. Um, you know what? He's still got other guys there, Anthony. They got a whole team go full with, of guys. Why don't we go with old buddy Marcelo Zuna tonight, huh? Oh boy. Ooh. Love it. Guess had a nice seer. Goldie sleeves. Yep. Are they gold or are they like neon? I would say neon. Yeah, but anyways. All right, so here's the picks. Jamie went with Matt Olson. Marsh went with Ronald Acuna Jr. Barry went with Ozzy Albies. And I went with Marcel Ozuna. Probably should have went Riley, but... I screwed that up. All right. Um, Barry, hopefully we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. I will talk to you tomorrow, and uh, go Pack Go. There we oh, go. Oh, my did you hear yes. oh, come Barry, on, Barry. did you hear my pick earlier for the NFC North? Uh, Packers all the way. Jordan Love going to be the surprise player. There we go. Thank you, Barry. All right. Finally, we'll somebody gets it. All right. We'll see you. All right. Unbelievable. If I would have known that. Yeah, Marshy. We have to vet some of these callers a little bit. I think you did a great job. (laughs) I think you did a great job. If you missed anything from today's show, you can download the podcast available at uh, 101ESPN.com or on your 101 ESPN mobile app. It's all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. What do we got for criticisms and compliments today? Yes, from the 217, Jamie, you mentioned Stone Mountain at the beginning of the show. The 217 says, Jamie, thanks for the tip on Stone Mountain. I'm always looking for places to go and things I haven't seen. It is. It's cool. It really is. You bring the family there. They've actually got a trail, too, that goes right up the side of the mountain all the way to the top. Uh, it's pretty wild. It's, it's, a, it's fun when you go like mid to late afternoon, do your thing, stick around for when the sun starts to go down. Then they bring out the music and the laser show. and It's pretty neat, man. Honestly. 
A text from the 217 once again. Hey, Marsh, what's with that gauntlet answer? You don't see Anthony pulling a stunt like that. Thank you. Oof. Yeah. Oh. Appreciate you, 217. Damn. <clears throat> hmm. Still controversy tell? there, yeah. 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 There's no controversy when you mail it in. What are you talking about? I mean, if, if you did combine the two, which is what Marsh thought the question. He still could have picked any other number. He would have been Close. closer. Could have picked another number. He picked that one. What's wrong with Come that number? It would have been 60. Me, there's nothing wrong with that number. The answer would have been 60. Marsh would have been nine away. I would have been nine away. What if it was mm-hmm. 70? What if they both have 35? That's 70 right there. Then wrote 70. Marsh is thinking. I mean, it, there's, you know what? It is what it is. I was trying to vindicate... Anthony. Thank you, Marsh. I, I should have, but it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, from the 314, we were talking with BT a little earlier ago. He said, great audio. Sounds like a 1950s baseball radio broadcast. Yeah, you should have. Uh, well, you can hear it on the podcast. BT was playing the organ at Truist Park. Oh. Who's, uh, the organ that's at Truist Park. Yeah, but whose organ is it? Uh, somebody named Bill Sampson. Hmm. Got it. Yeah, Bill Sampson. Mm. He was playing his organ. I wonder if BT asked if he could play his organ. No one BT, probably, probably not. not. Just yeah. went ahead and start playing it. Yeah, that's okay. typically what BT does. Mm-hmm. That's how he rolls. Yep. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Appreciate everybody listening and uh, texting in and being a part of it today. For Andrew Marsh, Jamie Rivers, and Anthony Stoltz, you got instant replay coming up right now. See you.